to You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how's it going, sir? It's going well, and congratulations on getting the name of the podcast right on the first try. Yes, yes, thank you very much. I, sometimes I screw that up. It's a, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> well, we just do too many podcasts. That's true, that's true. And we'll explain that in a moment. Also, we have in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how's it going? Okay, I feel like it's the week of the never-ending podcast. Yeah, that's right. Uh, me, I've, I'm going to be doing three this week. You're doing f- at least four, Mike. So, um, and Eric is doing two. So three, three, three. Oh, you're right. You're doing three too. Yeah. Oh, jeez, insane. Uh, what is it, Eric? A podcasting fiend? Is it? A podcasting maniac. There you go. Uh, so uh, who are we? Well, we are a podcast that discusses uh, the show from HBO, Game of Thrones, or and anything related to it. Basically, we record an episode and discuss the latest uh, television episode of the show. Um, however, uh, people can find us two ways. Uh to listen to us, you can search anywhere podcasts are found and search for You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. And we will pull up, and that is the RSS feed for that. Uh, so Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and actually we're at one other location called darkdiscussions.com because darkdiscussions.com is the umbrella podcast for this podcast because this podcast is technically a spinoff of darkdiscussions.com so if you want to find anything about Game of Thrones related to You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, Game of Thrones podcast you can find us at www.darkdiscussions.com also on darkdiscussions.com is our podcast called Dark Discussions which we discuss a genre film weekly uh, basically critique and analyze and give our thoughts as well as our rating and that RSS feed, Dark Discussions Podcast, uh, can be found everywhere as well. And you know nothing, game, you know nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast is actually on that feed too. So the Dark Discussions website also, its RSS feed is encompassing all of the podcasts for the Dark Discussions umbrella. I but told you we you- did too many. That's true. But if you just want to hear Game of Thrones, you just search for You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, Game of Thrones podcast. But darkdiscussions at AOL.com is the email for this podcast. And Dark Discussions podcast Facebook group is the Facebook group for this podcast. All right. I think I got everything out of the way. All right. Okay. Um, So um, this is, I guess... A preview episode for the final season of Game of Thrones, where we will discuss our thoughts of what's happened in the last seven seasons, as well as what we think may happen in season eight, I guess. Well, and and this episode in particular is serving uh, multiple purposes. Uh, One is just for us to get back into the swing of it. Uh, rewatch the last season, remind ourselves what's going on, talk about it a little bit. It's also to put an episode out there just to remind people we're still around. Uh, those of us, uh, or the people that have listened to us before, uh, will get an episode dropped in their feed and be like, oh yeah, I remember those guys. 
and also maybe some dark discussions listeners that have not listened to you know nothing John Snow in the past uh, will discover it. So uh, we're just putting this out here just to kind of say, hey, we're we're still around, we're still doing this. One more season, let's go uh, and give our thoughts leading up to season eight. Right, and and the reason there's been a large gap is because this podcast is usually or is not usually, but is only recorded during uh, the run of the show. So when the show has been on hiatus for a year and a half to two years now, so hasn't the podcast. Yes. Yeah, we actually were going to do, uh, we used to do a, a preview episode and a wrap-up episode, and I think the last time we just said, fuck it, on doing the, uh, the wrap-up episode. <laughs> I can't is that, remember. Is, is, is that the so case? I, I'm, I'm thinking... Yeah, it has been a long, long time. Um, but I, I was, I kind of remembered thinking, well, we're either going to do it, we either do a wrap up episode this season or a preview episode the next season. And if I, if I remember correctly, and we opted to do the preview episode this season because we would end up doing a wrap up again when we did the preview, which is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. And uh, I think um, over the past two weeks. Um, all three of us have uh, binge watched uh, season seven again. Uh, I actually did it twice. I did it uh, yeah. once just to watch them all again, and then went through the commentaries on the discs. Okay, and I think you did too, Mike. You did the, the commentaries, or a few. I did the commentaries of. I did most of the commentaries on the discs. Uh, I have one I didn't manage to get to, and I rewatched. Most of the episodes, the only two I did not rewatch without the commentaries were the last two. Mm. Um, but I kind of remember those pretty well anyway, because they were, well, one I w- <laughs> was momentous for us for a couple of reasons. But, uh, uh, and then the final episode, you know, it, I was watching that with subtitles on. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, I remember most of what was going on there. So I'm not too concerned. Um, but yeah, so I'm pretty much all caught up. Very good, very good. Yeah, I mean, I I listened to part of commentary for episode seven. Mm, um, okay. Not not the Lena Haiti one, the other one, the one with the director. Oh, you listened to the other one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I felt like oh, listen to him instead, and and uh, I think it was the cinematographer. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, out of the seven episodes, actually, one of them. Uh, we actually watched together. That's right. That was a momentous occasion. Yes. Uh, that was the second to last episode. Uh, it wasn't East Watch. It was the one after that. Yeah. Uh, I'm pulling it up so we can get names of episodes here. I, I'm sitting here with a notebook that I've almost filled from when we started this. So I, I have it all here. Uh, Beyond the Wall. Yes, yeah. that's right. Which, that's right. which had been originally titled Death is the Enemy because I've got the list of episodes here with death of the enemy crossed out. Right. And I remember that, you know, in hindsight, right. And we got together at Mystic Connecticut and we watched it rather badly on my streaming device. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. In, um, in uh, New London, Connecticut, at in the New Red- London, Connecticut in the uh, Red Roof Inn. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. You know, um, but yeah, that and was, what we uh, learned. What we learned is that the Wi-Fi service at the Red Roof Inn isn't the best. No, it was yeah. much better earlier in the day, but uh, at that point, I guess everybody was sucking on the Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. 
Probably doing the same thing we were doing, trying to watch Game of Thrones and swearing at their television. Yep. Yeah. Yep, exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, So, but we did. We were able to finally get through it, and uh, it was a pretty decent episode. Um, and I and, think it was Abe's first episode, or... Yeah, yeah uh, he'd never watched the show before, I don't think. Which is a weird episode to jump in on. <laughs> it is, but at the same time, he got to see some awesome shit. That's true, yeah, yeah. A lot of good stuff. Uh, basically, what it is is... Uh, uh, the last couple of years, we've been meeting up as a podcast in Mystic, Connecticut, uh, and some of our friends of the podcast and listeners of the podcast joined us uh, this prior year. Um, basically, it, we uh, are meeting up the 26th, 27th, 28th of June this year in Mystic, July. Connecticut. July, you're absolutely right. July, I'm sorry. And um, we basically uh, watch a movie at the theaters and then uh, review it on a lot, quote unquote, live podcast uh, during our time together. And the reason we do it is because even though we're good friends and talk weekly, uh, we live in different parts of the country. And so uh, at least once a year, we've been uh, getting together uh, to hang out and uh, enjoy some horror films. Or at least trying to. <laughs> to. Yep. I think we started in 2013 and then maybe skipped a year. Did we skip a year? We skipped a year or two in between there, didn't we? Yeah. Before we started the mystic tradition. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We first got together. It was a lark. I don't remember why. Cause you were, you were traveling. You I was about... visiting my brother in Massachusetts. Right. That's and right. so we went to see uh world war Z, uh-huh. uh, in somewhere, Massachusetts. Uh, right. uh, uh, uh yeah. Pittsfield. It was, yeah, it was it was near Pittsfield. It was near Pittsfield. Yeah. yeah, and we turned that into an episode, and then you decided to do it again a couple of years later, and that's kind of evolved into an annual an thing, annual mostly. Gathering, yeah, yeah, mostly depend. No, mostly you know, like mostly due to peer pressure you. from Phil. Well, well I mean, <laughs> you suggested it actually. Or it was the one that you were the one that says, "Hey, well, I'm thinking of doing it. I'm coming back for a, a family reunion. Let's do it." Right, yeah, right, it's right. it's very much dependent on on let let's put all the pressure on Eric, you know, because <laughs> and, and well, I mean I am no the one that has to travel the furthest, right? And I certainly mean no disrespect to our other co-hosts, uh, Chrissy and and Abe, uh, but and and Phil is the original co-host, original host. You and I kind of came along a little bit earlier in the podcast, but we didn't mm-hmm. come together as a group uh, until around episode 75 20. or so. Was it 75? No, I thought it was 20, wasn't it? 25? I don't know. At some point yeah. we did. Yeah, something like that. It was the Alien episode, right? It was... No, yeah, it, it was... That the, was our first. No, no, it was The Thing. The Thing prequel. Right, I think that was it. Yeah. Okay, so whatever it was, we, we came together with that, and so that was it's sometimes it's referred to as the classic lineup. Yep. Uh, and that was us for a long time. And, and that was then, in October of 2011. And then Chrissy Episode had been a guest 24. star, and she eventually became a regular, and then Abe became a regular. Uh, Abe was on the show first. As a regular? As a regular. Well, yeah, as a regular. Chrissy was a guest a number of times, but right. wasn't a regular until after. Yeah. So anyway, but as as uh, as one of the uh, OG gangsters uh, for Bot. <laughs> Well, actually, the G stands, so that's kind of repetitive. The OG gangsters is repetitive. Uh, but, but for the podcast, you know, it wouldn't work without Eric, and Eric is also the one that has the most difficulty, and I should point out the most expense in getting back to New York. Uh, I I go to, or my wife goes to Connecticut a couple of times a year, 
going to Mystic isn't a big deal for me. It's a three-hour drive. Phil, it's about the same. Uh, no, about two hours, maybe. Two, two hours. And, so, yeah, for the, yeah. and, and it's that or less for the other two. So it's easy for us to get together, but it would be weird calling it a get-together if, if Eric was not making it. So uh, Eric making it is what makes this all possible. Aww. Um, I'm not saying it's a good thing. <laughs> I'm just saying it's possible. <laughs> uh, so no, but thank you for because if because you, you didn't have you you use up your vacation time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to. I do you you do you drive all the way out or do you fly? I do. I I drive from Michigan to Connecticut. Uh, spend the night in my hometown of Rochester, New York, on the way over and on the way back. And that's about a twelve-hour ride total. Uh, a little more than that. But or, I, like if I was going 15 over the limit the whole way, it would be 12 hours. Yeah, okay. Because my wife is, you know, used to uh, go to school out in uh, uh, University of Illinois, and her had an uncle who lived out in uh, Holland, Michigan. So we mm-hmm. made that trip a couple of times. She's made the trip several times. Uh, it's not a short trip. No, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's a good opportunity to listen to an audiobook or two. Oh, that's a good point. Yep. Yep. No, it would be a good audio book to listen to. <laughs> What's that, Mike? The, 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 winds of, the, the Winds of Winter would be a really good audio book. You, to you know what? To. I, I, I was thinking of doing that, but then I found out they were like 60 bucks a piece. And I said, oh, I ain't going to do that. Well, but and, and also, I should look, look in the library. hasn't written that book yet. Yeah. Well, yeah, or he has. Well, that's, that's true. <laughs> yeah, he has or he hasn't. That's a good point. Yeah, we were just saying before we got on, I was uh, we had a moment, and I was thinking, and Phil and I were, were like reminiscing over how much time has passed, how certain actors had gotten older, uh, how uh, the actor who played uh, King Joffrey had wanted to be like a philosophy acad- academic, uh, what do you call him, uh, professor or something. And he's old enough now that he should be done with college or at least a basic four-year college getting his phd uh and we remember him as the as bratty little joffrey getting the shit slapped out of him by by uh peter sure Dinklage. Yeah. um and and i realized yeah i went back and looked it was game of thrones started april 2011 and in july of 2011 uh george r, r. martin published the next book in the song of ice and fire trilogy a uh, series mm-hmm. not trilogy series and since then no, nothing. nothing you know it's no. and it's been feels like it's been three years that we've been hearing winds of winter is coming and <laughs> and it's taking longer for the winds of winter to come than it did for winter to come in game <laughs> of thrones and we went from all of the 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 tv watchers telling the book readers don't spoil anything to, to it being flipped around now right, where the right. book watchers the you book know don't watch? want to get spoiled by the tv series the book readers right right i I remember when the show was going to pass the books and that was like as big as as uh uh the computers uh during the the 2000 you know 1999 (laughs) roll so it was uh yeah it's uh, it's crazy uh because i remember yeah basically um we came together episode 24 as you said eric which was in october of july 11th I mean, uh, October of 2011. And in July, uh, the book came out, the last book of Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. And so the podcast with us 
together, not including the, the episodes that it was just me and Mike or me or you are. Um, the, it's been long, that longer since the book has been published, since the three of us came together to do the weekly podcast. Well, and I've, I've listened to um, Joanna Robinson, uh, who actually, <laughs> like this show has changed her life. Uh, because she started doing a podcast about the show with uh, David Chen back in the day when she was still a uh, writer for Pajiba.com. And that podcast pretty much got her a gig as a senior writer at Vanity Fair writing Game of Thrones recaps and articles. Every three years. Uh, so so, so her life has certainly been shaped by the show. Uh, and also under the banner of Vanity Fair, she's been doing a, uh, kind of a revisit upon what they decided were the 15 most noteworthy episodes uh, before season eight starts. And one of the episodes they were talking about was uh, crown of gold. I think it was called. Oh yeah. From and the first back, season. And, and it included the confrontation between Khal Drogo and Viserys. Yep. I'm just like, Oh my God, I haven't even thought about those characters in years. And it, remember, that was like even pre-Joffrey being the bad guy. We thought that other blonde dude was bad. Right? Yeah, little did we know. And <laughs> it's funny, now, I have a friend uh, online that I know through uh, the charity Scares a Care, uh, and I want to point out we'll be at the Scares a Care charity convention, uh, Phil and I, in August 2nd, 3rd, 4th um, of this year, but uh, by the name Dean Winter, and he'd never watched Game of Thrones, and he was watching it over the last oh, month or so. Mm-hmm. So I've been sort of watching it through him watching it. Okay. You know, seeing his re- responses to it. And so, yeah, that came up, you know, was the, was the, was it was him commenting on that episode and, uh, you know, his elation at, uh, Viserys getting his just desserts. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, just you ain't wait. seen nothing yet. Just wait. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I, I actually rewatched um, the series a couple of years ago. I think maybe right after season seven ended. Or, or no, what it was is I, me and you, Mike, I remember rewatched entire seasons one through six before season seven started. That's what it was. And I remember every time that Daenerys came on, I just fast forwarded it because I can't stand that. I couldn't stand that storyline. Um, I mean, it's good. Well, it was it was pretty weak for a couple of seasons there. Yeah, yeah, and and, and it takes a part away from the where all the other cast members are. It's like its own little side story, and uh, so I never really liked it that well, much. There have been a couple of storylines like that where it feels oh, like a waste of time, but then comes around to something awesome eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daenerys was one of them, and uh, the House oh, of wax Black on, and White wax was another on, one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, where on. we spent, you know, a year Wax. with that stuff at the House of Black and White. And we're just like, oh, come on already. But now we've got uh, the Arya, the badass little assassin. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, but I also think when I do the rewatches, you know, anticipation is is so big. You want you want to see the next thing. You want to see the next thing. When you want to see the next get to the answer. And I don't, you, you don't have that, or I don't have that, I should say. I don't have that feeling when I'm doing a rewatch, because I know what comes next, you know, I don't have that, that anticipation. And so I don't, and I know where Arya ends up or I know where Danny ends up. So I don't mind those scenes as much 
mm-hmm. uh, in hindsight, and they don't, and they also don't feel as draggy because there's not a week between them. I'm just binging. Right. I was just, uh, I was commenting to Phil that uh, I, I, I really, really do uh, prefer binge watching Game of Thrones as to watching it week to week when it's airing. Um, and, and unfortunately, don't take this as a reflection on you guys. Because uh, it's not, but uh, I also enjoy watching the show more when I'm when I'm not actively trying to keep up with it for podcast purposes. Uh, wh- while it's on the end, that uh, there's a, there's a you know good deal of pressure that goes along with uh, you have to watch it every week and try and form some coherent thought on it to discuss uh, versus just sitting back and binging a couple of sh- episodes and letting it wash over you. Um, so, so I, I, I prefer being a casual viewer to a podcaster about the series, uh, but that doesn't mean it's not still a great show. Well, I think it, I, you could see the same thing sometimes when we have movies to watch mm-hmm. for the main podcast, and um, when you're just watching a movie by itself, it's sometimes it's more rewarding to go, "Wow, I watched this movie, guys! You guys, we got to watch this and do an episode." Mm-hmm. as opposed to, all right, I got to watch this movie because we're doing an episode about it, mm-hmm. you know, and you just end up watching the movie differently, appreciating it a little differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I kind of like that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, and this is why I've, when people talk about, let's say how easy a job a critic movie critic has, and let's be honest, it is not, you know, like day labor or backbreaking work. Well, and, and you got to remember that's their their full time job, and that is so and that is mm-hmm. and that there is their full time job. But like I know, after I finish binge watching at the end of this the year for our year end episode, mm-hmm. I don't want to watch another movie for like a month. <laughs> um, I'm like I can't take, and I don't have to. I, and I I can look, I can say, oh wow, this movie got horrible reviews. I'm uh-huh. not watching it. And where a real critic has to sit there and go, I've got to watch whatever Daddy Daycare or. Um, because that's their job, you know. Right. And again, it's not the same as you know real back breaking labor out there. You know, I don't, I don't believe Nobody's they're paying us for this. State, but yeah, but some well, things. Well, I suppose in a way, our Patreon supporters are paying us for this. And thank you all of you Patreon supporters. Yep, it well, pays for it Just, pays for um, eight pizzas at Mystic Pizza. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I mean, shall we do our, our our season seven look back a little bit and then look up? Well, to sure. Um, and I don't I don't know if we need to go episode by episode. I I think I'd just prefer to have a general discussion. What about yeah. you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I usually like going by character by character more than than mm-hmm. than uh, yeah episode or even well. Even that's a scene. little harder to do this time because everybody's together. I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's interesting, Game of Thrones, with the exception of the Danny story arc, all the characters started together, right, with everybody arriving at uh, Winterfell. Yep. And back in season one, and then most of them traveled south yep. to um, the Red Keep. Mm-hmm. John traveled north. Uh, a couple's characters stayed behind. And then they had Danny off doing whatever she was doing in Essos. And then by the end of the second season, people scattered. And it wasn't until this season, you know, you slowly got things like Tyrion and Viserys going overseas. Um, Jorah Mormont 
coming over to the, mm-hmm. the, the, the side. But basically, other than, you know, you had a lot of movement around the board, but a lot of characters had been scattered at the end of, since the end of season two, and they all kind of came back together last year. And that included in the first episode, the, you know, the, the, the monumental or momentous or other return of Danny to Dragonstone. Right. So, and, and that, and then a lot of, a lot of the big events, every episode, there were only seven episodes in the season, mm-hmm. which yep. is, I think what fundamentally hurt the season. Um, uh, I don't know if I agree with that statement. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll get to why. Cause it's, the, there's one criticism right. of that season that I'll, I'll mostly, I'll mostly not take too much quibble with. Um, but some of them were obvious, like the, the battle beyond the wall, uh, the, the loot train attack, mm-hmm. you know, there was the, the ships, right? The, Oh, Oh yeah. Yeah. You're on in episodes, you're, you're on destroying the Yara's fleet. Mm-hmm. Um, but some episodes, it was just the momentous moment was Danny coming back, Tyrion meeting with, um, Jamie, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, John, uh, Daenerys, Lady Alona, Elena, or Alona, whatever. Her name oh, is. right, her last moments. Yeah, her, her last, last moments. And, and then the final episode, where where outside the final final scene, really the big moment was everybody meeting together yes. for the first time and being on screen. So sometimes the big moment. This is something you can get you you can pay off because they spent so much time apart and because. God bless them. They've done such a good job with these characters, even if not every story arc has been as interesting as others. We cared about who they were, except Phil and Danny. We cared about who they were, and we cared about the fact, you know, like there there was, there's tangible like pain and sorrow and regret when when Tyrion and Jaime come together again. Mm-hmm. Right. We 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 all having been through that history get the the conflict and the emotion there. You know, and you know their their love for each other, but Jamie's irritation and anger at at Tyrion, you know, for killing the father, mm-hmm. you know, but and and, and jo- joining with the other side, that's pretty bad. And joining with the other side, although I think you know he certainly understands that because, he, but he loves his brother, and by this point, he's found mm-hmm. out his brother really wasn't guilty, so he has a little shame in the fact that you know all of that history is there but, in the writing and the but, actors. But Mike, it's like. Roger Clemens and Wade Boggs going to the Yankees. It, they could have gone anywhere. They went to the Yankees. It's you let the them same go. thing. Stop. But they could have gone Stop. anywhere. Stop. So Stop the baseball talk. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Uh, I, I'm going to jump in and just uh, note something that uh, wasn't as clear to me uh, before my binge watch. Uh, but became pretty prominent to me on on this bin to watch of season seven, which is that season season seven is uh, really quite the arc of female power, because um, a lot of the powerful female characters come to bear during this season. Uh, Lady Olena ultimately uh, gets knocked off the board, but at the same time, you know. Uh, she takes one last swing on her way out, and I believe it was, it was an effective one. <laughs> I, I remember we debated that, Eric, and I felt it, it didn't matter because it was a loser just trying to get a dig in, and it doesn't matter. It totally worked. <laughs> it totally got under Jamie's skin, and it yeah, totally it did, got it, under no, It didn't matter skin. to you, Phil. We, we did not no, agree but, to that. But, you, but you, Jamie, 
I, I agree. I know. I'm saying I was the only one that said this, but Jamie right. but does let me say finish it my thought. Let me let, let me finish my thought here. Uh, this I'm going through a string of stuff here, so let me get to the end. Um, so uh, and then we've got Cersei, who's just like f everybody. I rule this continent, and nobody will mess with me. Uh, then we got Danny, who is I am mother of dragons, breaker of chains. Get out of my way, motherfuckers. <laughs> And then we got Sansa and Arya teaming off and Winterfell taking out Littlefinger. Uh, so it, it seems like uh, the female players, uh, well, there's some exceptions. The, the Sand Snakes get uh, trip on themselves and then get taken out. Uh, and Yara is, uh, I think, in a dungeon somewhere. Yeah, but, uh, I, but, I think, but a but lot I, of the prominent storylines are about female uh, characters coming to places of power. Yeah, but I got to think that even like Gloria Steinem was punching the air when the sand snakes died. I mean, she's, <laughs> there's, that's true. If, if, that's if, true. if there was one misstep, and by which I mean, if there has been one massive misfire in all of the Game of Thrones series, it's the sand snakes. It's the sand snakes. And, and that, man, that, that, that nobody liked them. Nobody. And even. Even in their final appearance, it was starts with them sitting in their hammocks on the boat going, Mama, Mama, Mama. It's like, oh, my God, just, just it's die. Like, it's like, we just want to remind everybody how annoying they are before we murderize them. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, I, oh. And, and, you know, Eric made a good point, but it was kind of humorous when they do die, at least two of them. Um, the... the the showrunners were called out as misogynist pigs because the way they died, one was choked to death and the other one was speared to death and then their bodies were displayed. That's uh, silly. Of yeah. course it's silly, but but the point is is that um, whether there's female power in the show or whether they get croaked like the Sand Snakes, it's just a fucking show. Right. Well, and nothing, nothing came about... So, so Gloria Steinem and all the rest that share or not share, it's like... It's just a fucking show. Yeah, but I'm saying, but what I like is that it never feels like this was the the aim of the show. It certainly doesn't feel like I don't feel comfortable with anybody, any of them staying in their position going forward. <laughs> um, well, and more, it's going to be fun, <laughs> right? And more importantly, um, you know, I'm listening to another podcast, and they were talking. Uh, the latest season of The Walking Dead has a female villain, and there was a lot. Yeah, it's still on uh. ninth season. They renewed for a tenth. And uh, <laughs> and uh, they were comparing the villain this season, the big bad this season, with Jeffrey Morgan's Negan. And the one of the co-hosts was kind of it was a male co-host. It's like we had this thing of well, you know, like he didn't think you know women are that are, are can be that as evil as men. I was like, what kind of what what oh, idiotic? The, oh my god! What idiotic horseshit is this? I mean, yeah. you're buying. I mean, I. I as as a man, I know there are some women, not all women, that are some vindictive bitches. Um, men are assholes too, you know. There's there there's plenty of evil to go around on both sides. And the, and here's the thing is that the the, <laughs> the the women who are good at it usually aren't in your face about it. They are very uh, puppeteering in the background of things. It's a different flavor of it, maybe. Yeah. But it's they may women when they're men and women have different flavors and their behaviors and stuff, but it, they can be just as bad. And so what I appreciate with Game of Thrones is that you can look at Cersei. And Phil and I, at the beginning of the podcast, we had a, a, a vehement disagreement 
where I said there were some aspects of Cersei that I empathized with. And now Phil has completely come full, come, turned around, and he, he wants he wants Cersei sitting on the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because, but because, I, again, I think they, they develop her into a character. I may find that she's, you know, horribly, horribly evil, you know, but well, I understand. There are a lot of people in this show. Right, where, but and, I know where she's And even going. your good guys in this show aren't always that good. <laughs> right, there's always been in Danny a temper. There's always the fear of her becoming her father. Mm-hmm. Um, Sansa, oh, she's, she's completely insane. Uh, well, Sansa, I think not so. completely insane, Phil. I mean, we've seen well, completely insane. Well, Let the bad man fly! You know, we've seen completely insane. In, in Phil's defense, she's kind of insane. <laughs> yeah. she's, got a, she's got a streak. Put she's got way, a streak. I, she's I, got I a would, birdie streak. I would not be... Uh, I would not feel safe if if she was my ruler. Put it that way. Uh, no, I I, I grant as that. As long as you're on her side, everything's fine. <laughs> right, uh, which is intimidation and not a real, you know. But you also, but see, I, I think if you're fair to the character, there's always a sense of the character trying to learn, and she's withheld some of herself, uh, some of the things that she's done. She was, or you know, her instinct was to attack when she first came over, and Tyrion said, "No, no, no. Many people yeah. will be upset with that." But um, I would be I would be more uh, apt to to be okay with like a Jon Snow or a Sansa as my ruler than than those kooks. Right, and Sansa, while she's grown as a character, she has her weaknesses. Arya has her weaknesses, you know. But the, my point is that these are all women in power and powerful positions, but they're not icons of women empowerment. They're people. Yeah, they're characters. They are characters have good oh, and bad. And no matter how good they are, no matter how bad they are, they still have shades of gray within them, and that's and that's a great thing. And that's true of every character on the show. Exactly, and that's Except one of the for reasons. Joffrey, it was just it's, a total dick. <laughs> that's one of the reasons it's such a great show. And even even like your good good characters are still like every once in a while, uh, like Jon Snow, uh, <laughs> in in the, in the big meeting. Uh, he fucks everything up because he learned his uh, sense of honor from Ned Stark, who got his head chopped off for because it. Because of his sense and, of honor. And, like, basically, at this meeting, he's just like, he's he's 100% honest, and everybody yells at him for it. They're like, dude, can't you lie just once? <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the Game of Thrones variation on when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. That's the right. But you know what though, I, I would think if he did lie, Cersei would figure it out within a, a day or two anyway. Uh, I don't she know. has her little birds out there just as everybody else does. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's it's really interesting because I was because I imagine at some point we're going to think about who we think is going to uh, to quote unquote win this whole thing. And really, at this point, it's it's anybody's game, um, because oh, like, well, because because first of all, uh, if there was any story where it would be within the realm of possibility for the quote unquote bad guy to win, it would be Game of Thrones. So I'm not entirely discounting the possibility of the Night King wiping everybody off the board, right? You know. It, well, and that's debatable whether or not he's really a bad guy. It, well, from his perspective, I, I don't, I don't he's think liberating is, though, the land from, from <laughs> for, for his people. I don't think it's that debatable. Um, I, I, I don't think you can argue that he's perceived as the big bad of the show. Right. If if we look at the perspective of 
Jon Snow, he's the big bad of the show. If we if so, you look at it, the perspective of the entire continent, except he's for, the big bad guy of the show. <laughs> except except for his people, which he's a, he's a hero. They're not people though. Well, his humanoids, his his animated corpses. <laughs> well, no, no, he does have an animated corpse army. However, there are a number of other uh, others besides himself. Mm, I don't know if I call them people. Well, they're humanoids. It's like a dungeon. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's yeah, demi humans. So, the <laughs> right? so he's a demi human. You prefer. <laughs> No, but this is what I'm saying is like, maybe the Night King will win. We don't know. Uh, you know, since the whole thing is called the Song of Ice and Fire, it's heavily implied that Jon Snow and Daenerys are going to be involved. But maybe they lose. Uh, maybe Cersei takes the whole fucking thing because she said she's going to help and now she's going to stab everybody in the back. Um, you know, uh, it, it's it's really, I feel, anybody's game at this point. I, I do think that there are... You know, like Vegas odds, you know, you I know you don't want more baseball talk, but, you know, opening day is tomorrow. You know, there are we don't know who's going to end up winning the World Series, but you have a good idea who's likely to do it. Right. right. Who are the prime candidates. Mike, you could, know. could I, I, I quote, pretend I'm Mike for a second, which is actually me, because me and you are pretty much on the same page on Cersei's now. Um, I think Cersei's Eric is not backstabbing anybody. What she's doing is being a survivor and she knows that the enemies that no are heading no. north are going to come and get her later you so just don't understand the ling- english language if you say that because <laughs> she told them she's going to help fight the night the night walkers army and she's really just going to try and take them out and keep the iron throne for herself that is backstabbing period uh i, ta- I, see, room. I see your point but it, it's it's a brilliant tactical move for herself survival. I didn't, and, I didn't and say it wasn't that. You can be both. Okay. Fair. Well, I'm, I'm of the opinion. Well, usually when they talk, at least I don't know if this works in, in, in larger, like military warfare. Uh, but I used to coach the chess team in school and in chess tactics are your short term things. Oh, Mike, when we, when we meet up at mystic, I, I got to play. Oh, and okay. strategies. It's, I haven't played in years, but strategies, your long term vision. Mm-hmm. I think Cersei can be good on short-term tactics, but I think her long, long-term vision kind of sucks. Right. Um, so I can see her not realizing just how much of a threat they're facing. Um, well, she's, well she's she already got, has a threat, though, which is, is Daenerys. Because well, they said that Daenerys could take over the whole kingdom in a day if she, uh, the, the, if she didn't have Tyrion to tell her not to. Right, right, and she no, knows that's, that's fair, and and Cersei knows that, so she's as scared as of Daenerys, if not more so, than the Night King, because Daenerys is actually a threat that she's seen and has already hurt her people, while the Night King is thousands of miles away, well, and not not a big deal at this point. It, no, no, that's not true. Um, no, in her eyes. because they took the white down to King's Landing and showed Cersei. Right, she saw that and she yep. acknowledged that it exists and that scares the hell out of her. And she noticed that Danny only had two dragons with her. She even said something about it to Jamie. That was awesome. So she knows that something's out there that is powerful enough to take out one of Danny's dragons. And if she's not afraid of that, then she's simply foolish. Well. 
technically, they almost took out one of Danny's dragons. Eh. Eh. They winged what? it. They winged it. They gave it a boo-boo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think... I, well, here's the thing. Um, all right, so one of the things I liked about the season in, in the rewatch is there, they were really deft at manipulating expectations. And a good example being the scorpion, right? Mm-hmm. So the scorpion being the giant crossbow, you know, that's unveiled. And, you know, they hint at it in the previous episode and they show the crossbow destroying or like bolting straight through the skull of the great dragon beneath the red keep. Mm-hmm. And so when Bronn runs up to the giant crossbow and aims it at Drogon, you know, you're like, Oh fuck. And then he misses and he misses and he misses. He finally hits him in the shoulder and he comes down and he gets hurt. And Danny just pulls a spear out and Drogon torches it. But the whole point of that, it wasn't, that at least at that moment that was the threat but it was a reminder that they're vulnerable and that was going to pay off in in two episodes or three episodes with the battle beyond the wall uh and with viserion getting killed Mm -hmm. you know so you thought it was going to play one way and it was played out a different way but it was not without purpose because it was really alluding to something or, or foreshadowing something completely uh, completely different than that. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, there were a couple of others I had, I had noted that were examples of that, but you know, yeah, they're just um, with Grey Worm. You know, they Grey Worm and Missendi have had this flirtation now for three years or four mm-hmm. years, and they have finally have before Grey Worm gets set off to storm the walls of Casterly Rock. Casterly Rock that is that's impregnable that no one has ever he has his moment mm-hmm. with Masende and we all know this, right? This is the you know, this is the send-off, right? This is this is the character's great goodbye, you know. Mm-hmm. We've seen it before. Everyone's expecting him to die. And they get there and whoops, they basically abandon the castle. Yep. You know, so little things like that that they use to manipulate um, the audience, I, I thought were were really well done. Um, or even with going back to the battle uh, at the loot train, where Jamie is running at Danny, and we know it's like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, poor Jamie. Well, and on screen, Tyrion's the the uh, surrogate for the audience. Sitting there going, no, you fool. No, you fool. Flee! Flee! (laughs) Yeah, and something I loved about that battle... um, That episode altogether is just one of the most amazing things I've ever watched. Right, other than, you know, well, starting with with Braun laughing at Dickon. Um, (laughs) Right. But it's the first battle we've ever had where we are on both... Uh, well, maybe the Battle of the Bastards, but we nobody nobody was rooting for Bruce Bolton in that or recently, yeah, <laughs> Ramsey, uh, the Boltons. Yeah. So um, this is the first battle where we're we are, we are really seeing our characters on both sides of the battle, mm-hmm. but they told it in a way that for the most part we've seen the dragons before, you know, we've seen the the Dothraki before, but by 
but they spend the whole episode or not the whole, large portions of the episode talking about the men that were under Jamie's command and how they've earned a rest and how they fought valiantly. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they've done, give some humanity to Dick on, you know, and they've done all these things to kind of put yourself in their position and empathize with the guys who are the Lannister army that for most people are the, are the less good army because they're Cersei's people not to fill. But to right. a lot of fans, really. So they put you kind of in the shoes of the stormtroopers. And we see the Dothraki and the dragon for the first time through their eyes. Mm-hmm. And we don't really see it narratively. We see some perspectives from, from Danny flying, but we don't really see it, the narr- narrative from the other side until you get to Tyrion overlooking the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And even that. To, uh, they, yeah, they were saying on the commentary track that it's mostly told through Jamie's point of view. Right, and then at the end, but even that they set up in a different way because earlier in the episode, they have Cersei chastise Tyrion, saying, you know, that his plans fail. Like, well, maybe you just don't want us killing your family members. You know, you these said are your Cersei, people. I think you meant Danny. You, you meant I meant Danny. Danny. Right, you don't want us killing your family. You don't want us killing. So it was, it was a, a a not so subtle reminder, but you don't realize again the reason they're they're reminding you of that is to pay it off here that when you see Tyrion and he, he's looking, he doesn't see Jamie in, in jeopardy yet. He's not there. Jamie, Jamie, where are you? He's looking at all the Lannister forces decimated as much as he hates his family. It's mm-hmm. still his family and his family's people. Right. And you feel that too. And that manipulating mm-hmm. the point of view. And again, laying seeds that pay off in an unexpected way later. Um, it, it's, it's just fantastic storytelling. It really is, and uh, there's the the one shot I noticed a couple times when I was when I was watching through this is uh, when they line up to defend against the Dothraki. Um, first, the, there's like they feel the Dothraki before they see them. They feel the rumbling of all the horses charging, and then the Dothraki come charging over the hilltop, and uh, that's quite the intimidating sight in and of itself. And then a dragon flies over and there's this, there's a kind of a camera pan on the line of spearmen set up to trying to stop the Dothraki charge. And the one dude's just literally shaking in his boots. Like his helmet and spear are shaking when the camera goes by him. And it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, if I were standing there, I might be shaken too. If I'm standing there, I'm thinking, I'm saying, fuck the queen and running my ass away as fast as my right, right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Uh, not that any of us um, have been in war, but I assume anybody that is in any battle, you would think, unless they're a little insane, would, would be somewhat scared. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah, but that's a, you know, that's a, you know, world, you know soldiers in the Civil War. You know, watching uh, an Abrams helicopter, uh, you know, or Apache helicopter, rather, not Abrams helicopter, an Apache well, helicopter. Oh, no, I agree. I agree with the dragons. I, I still yeah. say that the Lannises would have took out the death of uh, No. no. Um, but but my, better, my point out. there was pointing out the good filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it was interesting, too, because the director that did that was an unassuming uh i don't want to say talent but an unassuming director in the sense that he had done nothing that was really exciting mm-hmm. prior to this episode which which was kind of interesting because when it came out everybody was like that's interesting one of the most important and, and 
excellent episodes was directed by one of the lesser known directors from Game of Thrones. Never mind. And there's one you know. shot in the episode, and it's a handheld camera following Braun through the carnage as he's trying to make it to the scorpion. It's just amazing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there's there's horses charging by and, and people sword fighting and bumping into him as he's trying to get through this. Oh, uh, people on fire. fire yeah. Smoke. And yeah. it's just like, good yep. God, how did they even do that? And And in those little moments of him making it there. We think he's going to die. Well, we think he's going to die. We see him, him lose his gold and have to abandon his gold. And we all know Braun. That's what he loves. He loves gold. Um, <laughs> and we see him, but, um, you know, later on in the battle, we, we, we do watch him see the horse that he's going to use later to save Jamie with, you know, but it also has the, the moment where he's getting pursued by, you know, become, with all the chaos around him, it becomes about him and one particular Dothraki. Right. Who ends up being impaled by the scorpion bolt. Um, but yeah, so, but, so it does it tell its own little self-contained story in that greater thing. And, you know, it's, it's all, and it's just so well-crafted and they hit every little thing for the most part they're supposed to for that episode. There are later episodes where they're not as, as neat and tidy. Um, and, and this episode in particular, uh, I think it's called the spoils of war is the official title of the episode. Yeah. Everybody calls it the loot train episode. Um, but really, I mean, I've been for since I was a kid, uh, you know, I grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons. So I've been fascinated with dragons forever and, and medieval fighting uh, armor and weapons and everything. And, yeah, there was Lord of the Rings uh, put on the screen before this. But honestly, I think as far as a battle scene goes, this is even better. Uh, and, and this was a realization of uh, just the technology having come along far enough and the creative powers behind it being good enough and having the budget available to do it right finally all came together at the same place in the same time and we got a real uh you know dungeons and dragons type war scene with the swords and spears and the shields and the horses and the dragons and it's fucking amazing and I'm so glad it exists and i was thinking in doing this rewatch it's like you know what if we lived in some horrible horrible alternate dimension where game of thrones was not a hit <laughs> and it got canceled after the first season it was a possibility it, it wasn't and, a hit at first and people had said well yeah but you know it's probably for the best because it's just a tv show and they would never have the budget to do the things that they would need to do later. You know, mm -hmm. they would never really be able to do an army of the dead. They would never be able to do, you know, you know, battle amongst the dragons and all this stuff. And the idea that we're seeing this and, and we don't take it for granted, you know, and a lot of that is, you know, the staging, you know, it's all, we've seen lots and lots of big spectacle on movie theater screens mm -hmm. that fail to have any impact because it's just poorly staged. Right. It's too chaotic, it's too busy, or we don't care about the characters. Or it's and, too rough around the edges, or whatever. Right, and so much of this pays off, as we said, because we've been with Jamie, we've been with Tyrion, we've been with Bronn for the last seven years. Because remember, Bronn has been there since the first season, too. Right, right. Um, although, which is weird, because he still feels like a, a new character to me. <laughs> because he didn't start in, until, like, episode six. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, right. 
That's true. Even though he's the season one, it was a episode six season one or, or something uh, like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, but, but he became a cult hero in a sense. Oh yeah. And it's, and, and he's also been moved oh, around. Ron's got a fan club for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, whether there was the meme on Facebook that popped up this week, which says, uh, I don't care who gets the iron throne. If right. this man doesn't get his castle, the series has been a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Letts posted that one, I think. Okay. Yeah, it was it was Kevin Latz or it was Sean Fox or Chris Jenner. It was one of them three. One of those guys. Yeah. You know. Oh, you know. I got to say, this is something I wanted to bring up. Um, I listen to other podcasts, and other podcasts have ads. <gasps> and this, so this one podcast, they have a, uh, a an ad for something called the Calm app, <laughs> and, and it's about it's like basically sort of calming, soothing meditation. But they also have stories like for your children to read, like sort of because God knows parents don't have time to read their children bedtime mm-hmm. stories. So they have that's, like the, that's not true. I, I know <laughs> the, the where they have where they have celebrities read. Um, oh, uh, the, I do read play stories. Susan to, to Sarandon, Susan Sarandon doing Good Night Moon. Oh, okay, on, that would be an YouTube. example. Yeah, and they have. Um, you know, they have the actor from The Wire who played Lester Freeman, and he's got a very soothing voice. You can see it. But one of the actors is Bron. Mm-hmm. And they have him read. And I just can't help but thinking of Bron reading a child the bedtime story. <laughs> All right, go to bed, you fucking cunts. You know, just. <laughs> well, it's, it's like Christopher Walken doing oh, Good Night Frankie. Moon on, on The Simpsons. Yeah, but I mean, but it's like people. I'm sure he has a great voice when he's not being Braun, but just because they, they advertise it and they say Jerome Flynn, who plays Braun on Game of Thrones, I'm like, that is just not the person you want. See, this is this is the problem, Eric. People think Joffrey in real life is a scumbag. Mike thinks Braun is really like this in real life. No, I'm saying it's just it's just there an advertising it thing. It's a weird image. It's just a weird image I'm just to, co- to, to, to give to people. Anyhow, um, I do right, have so a copy of an audiobook uh, called Go the Fuck to Sleep, narrated by Samuel L. Jackson. But that makes sense. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so what else from season seven? Because we can't um, just, we, well, actually, we could go another hour singing the glories of the loot well, train. Well, uh, the, be- <laughs> the, the best scenes of season seven are all Jamie scenes I've discovered. I, I determined that every scene that Jamie was in was the best scene of the season. Because That's he has an the be- observation. He wasn't a lot of good ones. Yeah, he has he has all the good lines or the I good- wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say it was in all the best scenes. There were several scenes in the uh well let me uh, in the episode we all watched together where uh they're they're on the other side of the wall there and it's the walk and talk with all the dudes in the, in the yeah. tundra, well, that, let me there's some it. awesome scenes. Let me rephrase. Every scene that Jamie's in is awesome. Not yeah, okay. better than other awesome, but but we're all awesome. So, and um, well, I think part of the reason is because he is a interesting character, right? This is we the what was the first episode uh, right of Game of Thrones? We were introduced to Jamie as the sister fucker uh-huh. who pushed a small child out a window, right? Yep. Um, he's probably had the most interesting arc of anybody on the show. And he is an, in, and he is also unlike Tyrion, right. Who is an interesting character, but Tyrion's in kind of a, a, a place of, 
he seems to have found his, his place in the universe now where he spent five years trying to find him a place for himself. Now he's got a place and he knows where he fits here. Jamie is with a queen that he, he loves, but he doesn't agree with, you know, he has to, he's, he's waging a war against well, the, you know, against people he doesn't necessarily want to wage war with, but he doesn't want to lose the battle. You know, there's he's, all... he's, he's come a full circle. Cause in, like you said, in the first episode, we see, we see him shoving a kid out the window, uh, to, uh, protect the secret of his incestuous love for Cersei. Right. Uh, and now we've come full circuit to the last time we saw Jamie. He basically told Cersei to go fuck herself, and he's heading up north to help fight the White Walkers. So he's come well, full circle as far as that goes. He, he hasn't uh, told her to fuck so off. Far, he just said that he, he has to honor what, what was said. Uh, as far as Cersei's concerned, that's telling her to fuck off. Fair enough. Because she almost had the mountain kill him on the way out the door. Well, and, um, she, and she gives the warning to him earlier in the season. You know, when he she finds out he met with Tyrion behind her back, even though he didn't know he was doing it. Yeah, um, he didn't set it up. Yeah, well, but he also didn't murder Tyrion right then and there. And she said, right. don't betray me again. Uh-huh. And this is in Cersei, who, I'm sorry, is far more on the loony bin train than uh, than, than Danny is. Uh, uh, to, to, to Cersei, this is that. betrayal. You're wrong, Phil. No, well, no, no. She may be more sinister, but she's pretty... Um, it much knows you, you pretty much know what's going on. Daenerys is, is just like schizophrenic. No. Well, da- Daenerys tends to go, she, she burns her enemies, but they're, 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 they're usually her enemies. You know, she's, she's, she did terrible things to like the slavers, but they were the slavers, you know, um, <laughs> she didn't just blow up a church because she was upset with a couple of the leaders in the church. Yeah. Uh, That's no, well, no, no, no. The, yeah, the, yeah, she, yeah. she, Cersei's. Wrong. Um, wrong. It was an act of war. Therefore, it is not. It's okay. It, it, in war, you have to bomb churches sometimes. Well, then everything Danny's done is okay too. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. <laughs> We're on the same page. That's right. I would say the. If, let's put it this way: If I was. Dealing with both of them, I would be far more concerned about pissing off Cersei than I would be pissing off Danny. I'd be worried about pissing off either. I would expect Cersei to kill me for a slight, where I feel like I would really have to do a very obvious transgression. Well, it depends, on, to, if, to it depends on if Tyrion is around. Well, actually, I guess it really doesn't. Because uh, that, was, that was the one moment where uh, there was the one moment in the series where I, I I think this is what Phil is basing his statements on is after the loot train episode, uh, she's won that right. battle yeah. and she tells everybody, uh, I I'm here. Uh, I don't want to do bad things, but I'm your queen now and you will kneel or you will die. Um, and so Tyrion tries to reason with her at that point. And it's like, look, you don't have to do this. And she's basically like, shut up Tracaris. Uh, <laughs> it's, well, it's, I don't, it, I, it was like the North Vietnamese doing doing re-education camps on everything. Well, it doesn't matter because that's real world and this isn't real world. Yeah, so I, 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 I'll disagree with that because uh, she gives them, even with the two that step forward, they try to give them multiple opportunities to not do it. And they pretty much insist on no bitch burn us um, because he refuses to go north to the wall. He refuses to bend the knee. Mm. Uh, 
And now you can argue about the tactics that she's using about whether a take no prisoners thing is the right approach. Hmm. Um, that isn't but, the right approach but, because but, it's not but, on the battlefield anymore. It's, it's but it's, it's but it's she over. was she she gave them other opportunities. She said you know she doesn't want to be putting people in chains. You know that's that's her thing has been breaking chains, not putting people in chains. You know she doesn't want to be taking prisoners. So I I, I, I would argue that she's right. Yeah, I'm not saying she's right. Yeah. But I'm saying at least there, there's some sense to it, and she's not, and she's giving them fair warning that this is what's going to happen. Right, but it's pure intimidation. It's not. You're right. Any, it is pure you know? intimidation. That's right. I mean, I mean, basically, you can point a gun at anybody's head, and they're going to say, "Yeah, you're my best friend here. Have my wallet." You know, they're not going to go "fuck you" and then get their heads blown off because. Right. Whereas I, whereas I don't expect Cersei to give you a heads up and say, "If you don't do what I want you to do, I'm going to burn you alive." I just Jesus, expect that's the bomb in the church. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's that's true. That's true. Yeah. So Cersei's more of a terrorist, whereas Danny is more of a. Uh, He's like Sherman conqueror. burning down, conqueror, burning down the right South. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about Jamie some more, because um, I I just find his character at this point really really interesting, and. Kind of, he. The last thing we see of him is he's putting a glove over his golden hand, um, and and heading up north. And I I really think that's kind of a identification a symbol. Yeah, uh, he's he's kind of um, well, it's a double. I think meaning, he's he's right? done with his heritage. Uh, he's he's done with trying to live up to Tywin's expectations. He's done with trying to live up to Cersei's expectations. He's finally. Uh, for better or for worse, becoming his own man, and instead of trying to do what everybody else expects of him. Well, plus covering up the hand, obviously. Let's if if we don't want to do symbolic meaning to it, it also means well, literally that there too. To the, the, well, right, but but the literal meaning of it is is he's covering his hand because then he won't be identified as he's traveling north. Right, a, yep. as as Jamie Lannister the the. the Backstabbing king, or whatever, or whatever they call them, Kingslayer. the Kingslayer. Yeah. yeah, but we've also been hearing tales of the Lannister gold, right? Lannister gold from the very first episode. Right. I'm, I'm pretty sure, and so he is hiding the Lannister gold, right? Well, um, I guess. So yeah, I think that's that's a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that he's he doesn't just have a hand; he has a freaking golden hand. You know why? Because he's a goddamn Lannister, even if they're broke. <laughs> right. You know, is it, and so, is it yeah. gold or is it bronze? Ah, it's gold. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair enough. It's it might be like gold plated or something because you know gold doesn't wear well. Uh, right. But it's, that's, that's what I, I mean. I don't know if the Lannisters would care. Yeah. Well, no, no. Just but make for, them a new gold, new new hand. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it has to be more than gold. It has to be because it's probably only gold plated because he actually uses the hand to stop the sword from one of the. That's true. That's you true. Know, that would put so, a yeah. notch in an actual gold hand. Right, exactly. His gold um, is soft. Yeah, exactly. So it was bronze or, or steel or something underneath. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's he's going north. Uh, it'll be curious um, what this means. Is he permanently out of the Lannister circle now? Or not Lannister circle, but at least his sister's circle. Or, or not, because... I think his sister's all the other Lannisters that are left at this point. Tyrion, Lancel's gone. 
That's it. Yeah. <laughs> the right. so, well, and and baby yet to be named Lannister. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I guess what I mean is quote unquote the House Lannister rather than the people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, are there any other actual Lannisters left? No, but but if he goes back, he could always go back as House Lannister. Or is this? I don't think. A- I'm not sure he has that option anymore. That, that's that's what I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he blew it with Cersei. Yeah, it depends on whether or not Cersei is still alive at the end of all of this. Well, but that's that would yeah, be getting sure. to our season preview rather than our season review. Right. <laughs> uh, well, and he's going to have some problems when he gets back north because Bran's there, and Bran knows everything now. Yeah. Oh, but, that's true. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is it that didn't work out well for Littlefinger. Right. But 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 he can he can see everything, so he can see that Jamie is different now. True. As well. Yeah. True. The problem is he sees everything kind of at once, so he sometimes seems to have trouble telling here and now versus then. Um, and then and uh, one of my favorite moments uh, rewatching season seven was uh, when Sam and Bran meet for the first time. Uh, <laughs> Bran says, John's on his way back north. And Sam's like, oh, did you just see that in a vision? And he just pulls up a raven scroll. <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> like, no, dumbass. I, I read the message. I, I know Bran has has been one of those storylines that people have been poo-pooing, but uh-huh. if there was a spinoff show of Sam and Bran, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> I love Sam. Sam's awesome. Yeah, yeah his, somebody had said... His, I don't his remember father's who, dead, though. Poor yeah. And his brother. But go on. Somebody, someone had said... I can't remember who it is one of the commentaries. They said if it was it, a just um, Sorry. <laughs> Where he said if it was a just world, Sam would be the one who would end up on the Iron Throne. Well, yeah. uh, but I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't agree so, with no. it. I, I don't, don't agree with that. it because yeah. he does, he does not have the he 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 would be the he would be the ideal. Uh, might be a nice hand of the throne, uh, yeah. but yeah. I also don't know how good he'd be at the politics of it. He would be good uh, hand or meister, but as a leader, based off of his embarrassing performance at the the wall. Uh, at least during training. I mean, people grow, but um, you have to have a little more pizzazz. I think think he was in the right place to become a maester, and he kind of fucked it up by leaving, but we'll see what happens there. Well, what's interesting is that the show has taken... There's just something else. All these characters, Arya, uh, Sansa, uh, Tyrion, um... Even you know Jon Snow, and even you can go with um, Bolton. You know, giving characters the things that they've always wanted, and had them eventually get there, but made them go through hell to get it, or get in a way um, where it doesn't seem satisfying, where, it is, where it isn't necessarily as satisfying. You know, right? So Tyrion is is finally in a respected position, but he had to sacrifice his his family to do it. Right. Um, you know, Jon Snow. Is in a is is not the bastard. I mean, as far as he knows, he's still a bastard, but he's not the bastard of Winterfell anymore. He's the king of the North. But look at all that he's lost. And the same with Sansa being the Lady Stark and Arya being, you know, she wanted to be the little warrior woman, and well, she is now. And even down to basically uh, uh, duplicating her first battle with Serial Pharrell when she battles Brienne. Mm. Um. You know, they all get what they want, and but they all get get it in a weird way. Even well, Jamie, right? 
Jamie know. finally gets a baby with Sansa, not Sansa, uh, a baby <laughs> with, spoiler warning, he finally gets a baby with Cersei that, and he says, well, who are you going to say is the father? And she says, you know, fuck it, I'm the queen. You're the daddy. And you see, you, you see his, like his face kind of light up that he can finally come out and be the father to one of his children mm-hmm. that hopefully won't grow up to be a cunt. But, um, but, but and, and then it, it's all ruined with because she's going to marry the Greyjoy. But I wanted to go back to uh, Arya. I, I actually don't think Arya wanted to be the, the assassin. I think she wanted to be uh, similar to um, oh, what the hell is it? What's the, the big tall? Yeah. Brienne. I think she wanted to be a Brienne. Not, and it's just unfortunate. So I don't think she is satisfied being an assassin. Well, she's oh. not. There were, but, Oh, I think she because she's not going to be a knight. She's too tiny. Yeah, um, right. And, but, but again, that doesn't mean that she still didn't wish she could be a Brienne. It's, she it's, wanted to be but a whether it's genetics or, or not, or gender, or a combination of both. But I think she, she's splitting hairs. Yeah, and uh, I she, think she but, wanted to fight, and she knows how to fight now. So I think she's when, satisfied and, in that regard. And she wanted to be once she met Cyril Pharrell, right? That's what she wanted to be, right? She that's wanted what to she wanted. Yeah, I, I will give you and, that. And, and and she has basically become become that you know it's well, uh an assassin she's not really a, well and and here's sword. the thing Arya's is one of my favorite characters i think she's awesome and when i was watching the scene where she uh she takes out house prey i was just laughing um because that was all awesome i uh, but i she's she's a side character unfortunately like i i don't think she's um, even in the running to end up in a place of power at the end of the series uh, I think she's I just going to be I running around the good, edges, though. killing people. So, um, I'm, I, I think that's a good thing, though, because I'm not as big of a fan of her as as, as you are. And actually, well, and I, again, think wrong, like, but, I think she's like I think she's like Sam. She she wouldn't be a good person on the Game of Thrones anyway. Yeah, she's not a politicker for sure. You know, so she's yeah. just be like, hey, I don't like that guy. Bring him over here. Whoop, now he's dead. Right, and plus, I think she's insane as well. And that's why I like her so much. Oh, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I mean, Cersei's <laughs> and Daenerys are insane too, and they're pretty close to the throne. So, so there, I love that confrontation of... between Sansa and Arya, where Sansa was just like peeing herself. <laughs> that was awesome. But again, there you go. That's intimidation. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, and I don't think it. First of all, I don't think Sansa, especially considering she's like half her height. <laughs> that's true because uh, Sophie Turner is pretty close to five eleven, I think. But um, the thing is, is um, I don't, when you put it this way, when you're mowing your lawn and then somebody just comes up to you and starts yelling at you and you're like, why, what would happen? It, I think it was more of that than anything. And in other words, she wasn't, if she was prepared and knew that Sansa was coming, I mean, so, uh, Arya was coming, she wouldn't have been pissing her pants. It's just that it was unexpected. The whole thing was unexpected. No, it's when Arya arrives there. The that Arya has developed at the House of Black and White. Well, it's not only that, it's that Arya arrives and she's talking about her murder list. Right. Oh, I was so upset when Joffrey died and I didn't get to be the one that killed him. Right. And she's like, ha ha, that's so funny. No, no, I have a list of people who I need to kill. Most of them are dead already. Most of them are dead already. You know, and she didn't even tell her about the pies. <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, well, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's, it's like, when you, if you're you remember your sisters being generally sane, and then now they're talking about all these things. Never mind, like you said, like the pie. I would think 
I would be disturbed as well too. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, are there is is Brienne and Sam's wife or whatever she is because he's I guess she's not technically his wife. Yeah, Gilly. 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 Are they Gilly, like the only whatever. not insane women on the show that don't have something of an insane streak? Um, I don't. I think so. Well, I guess Sansa does. Uh, Sansa's right. Sansa's pretty sane. Yeah. Sansa's got. Uh, it, yes. I don't know. Man. Yeah, I would say Santa Gilly. Although she did put Brienne. dogs on. Yeah, but that's not insane. That that was a passing judgment. <laughs> Whatever, dude. But you but burning alive, Brienne's chopped heads off. For You'll Christ justify sake. anything. It's fucking dude, sad. All right, all right. If Brienne is not is okay for for killing people in war, Santa killing her rapist. Uh, I I I don't think it's a problem. In prison. I'm sorry. I don't think it's sorry. a problem. I don't, I don't think it's a problem trial. either, Phil. But you can't you can't say it's. I call that as sane as possible. Uh, okay, I, I think, but not if, when Danny does it. If no, no, if you have your so rapist, when Sansa kills somebody with dogs, it's okay. But if with you have dragons, it's wrong. We're, we're, we're not talking about someone. We're talking about your rapist, <laughs> dude. If someone did that to my family, believe me, I'd be doing the same fucking thing. <laughs> and I'm saying, fair enough. If you say so. Dude, if well, someone did that to your wife, like, dude. Phil, Phil, no, no, I'm talking about the same thing. The things that you and I are on the same page about is is that I'm generally more pro-murder than you are, but we're both on the same page where if somebody's raping their loved ones, they're fucking dead. Absolutely. <laughs> and I would be pissing on their grave after they're dead. Yep, yep. Absolutely. Right there with you. Yeah. yeah, the so, problem is he'd also like be saying that about people who, who chop broccoli, so uh, chop asparagus rather. That's <laughs> no, no, no. They're, they're just idiots. That's all. <laughs> uh, we've gone off the rails. Anyway. Um, oh, very sorry. That's a callback. Um, uh, yeah, we so we haven't even gotten. I can. We haven't even gotten to the uh, uh, to to the new season because we're. I'm looking at the time here. We've been on over an hour. Sure. Yeah, uh, sure. I don't know if there's anything else we want to wrap up about season seven. Uh, uh, well, seeing the end uh, and everything that happens there was pretty awesome. That was quite the spectacle. I thought it was awesome, absolutely. Because um, I honestly think the the Night King, if we looked at his perspective of things, he's right. Right about what? He hasn't said a goddamn thing. What he his goal is, he's right. What's his goal? He hasn't liber, said liber, liberate uh, for, liberate his people and you no, know that's his goal. He has not spoken a word. That's a fair point. We don't know what his goal is. <laughs> but based off of assumptions and educated guesses. Your assumptions and wildly concocted theories. By wildly concocted theories. <laughs> I believe he wants to bring his people from the terrible area of the north and 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 liberate his people to the south, like the wildlings. Imprisoned. They don't need to be liberated. If if you're on the other side of the wall, like the wildlings were, you were you were technically second class citizens and imprisoned. Yeah, but what I, what do they even want? That's the whole thing about this story. I don't understand. They just because like what do they want south of the wall other than to kill people? 
Yeah, that's what I thought. We don't we don't know. <laughs> you're, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, I was also thinking about this before we started recording. As far as the the the, the Night King's army goes, man, they are in such a strong position. Like they could win this war without even fighting. All they got to do is surround Winterfell and don't let any food get in. Because winter lasts for how long? Years? <laughs> Years. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like Sansa, right? You remember she was trying to collect all the, right. the trying foods, to get all the wheat, right. all the wheat and, and food supplies to mm-hmm. Winterfell because if everything goes to shit, everybody's, everybody's going to get to go to Winterfell. And if everything was okay, then they would just redistribute the food back to everybody. Well, and here's and here's part of the trouble with um, they took some liberties in season seven with the passage of time, and I understand why because yeah. they had a lot of story to tell, so they couldn't show, you know, uh, Danny traveling from Dragonstone to North of the Wall. Uh, they couldn't show Littlefinger coming coming back north. You know, they couldn't show Jon Snow traveling to Dragonstone and all that. I totally get that from a storytelling perspective, but because they sacrificed that in season seven, it's really kind of hard to get a grip on exactly how far everything is from each other and how long it takes to get there. Uh, so, like, how long of a trip is it? For for the army of the dead to get from the wall to Winterfell, I have no idea. Well, that's that's the problem with this show is there's been a lot of as as we've discussed jokingly in other episodes of this podcast, um, you, you know, fast travel like in video games. Once you mm-hmm. you discover a place, then you can fast travel to it, right. and that's what uh, seems what to happen a lot in this show. And as a result, we never get a feeling of how long it takes to that's get exactly from, the point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think that that's been somewhat of a flaw uh, throughout the well, series. Well, it's it's flexible because of the. I mean, they admit in. I wish they there was they had I don't know said something like this up front. It might have got given them less grief um, during the course of the season. But they do say that we are between scenes. That sometimes you know days or weeks will pass between scenes. Right. Um, and this is where I said I think the, the having fewer episodes may have hurt them last, in that last season because the main complaint was the pacing that mm. it was so frenetic that it was that there that like you had the fifth episode I think uh, is was Eastwatch where you have Tyrion in like take fifteen minutes to sail to uh, the Red Keep and then and, right. and King's Landing and, and then come back you know to to Dragonstone. And that in old seasons, I mean, for Christ, how it, it took like half a season to make it all the way to Essos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they have things happening. Well, they're speeding it up, and some of it if was stuff that if they had broken parts of certain story arcs over a couple of episodes, even if it was just end with an episode with Tyrion going there, and then have him go there, and then have him come back from there in the following episode, or something like that it might not have seemed so weird or, you know, had him there in the beginning of an episode and then at well, the end of an episode. But I mean, we're at a point now, look, you watch any story, you know, if you read a book, the beginning of the book and the end of the book don't feel the same. Um, uh, the right. beginning of this series doesn't feel the same because you don't, you're, you're not at the point where we're doing world building. It is not the time to introduce 
new places and new concepts and things mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. much. You know, this is about taking the pieces we have and playing with those. You know, if they if we don't want to hear about cousin Oliver Lannister coming into the next episode, you know, <laughs> because we don't care about him. Um, we want to know what's happening to these characters and they've got eight, eight episodes left. So maybe they could have padded things out. Well, I, I think get, I understand the point things, you're making, Mike, but at the same time, I think they were responding to complaints from previous seasons. Uh, like I think it was season five. What, what was the season where, where Danny in the desert? Five. Is that season five? Ugh, where everybody's was like, Oh my God, just get on with it. Oh uh, no, no, I no. Think, I think like six was Danny in the desert. Five was, was Danny with the slavers that ended with the arena. Okay. Uh, right. but five was the house of shadows or house of black and white rather. Right. Um, I mean, to, Actual season episodes don't matter, but we get, the point Eric's making is, is, right. is important aspect. So, so I, I mean, I think they were kind of pressured into doing that from from a satisfying the viewers standpoint. I, I understand the point you're making, though. Uh, no, I and, and back to my back to my original purpose. point on this about the Army of the Dead, though, is just like I I would like to know for theorizing purposes uh exactly how long that march from the wall to winterfell is going to take because if it's like originally i think in season one they they mentioned that it was a month for king robert to get up to winterfell right um right. I, well, I haven't looked at the map even... recently but how how long is it is it shorter from the wall to winterfell i think it is well um, and, and would he go to the winterfell because technically he's on the east coast so wouldn't he be? That's also to, a good point, Phil. Yeah. So wouldn't he be yeah. to the area where uh, um, uh, the lady Stark's sister fell? The the the, the yeah, hole in the wall. Yeah, yeah. The hole in the wall. That because that's the East Coast too, right? Indoor. And so, yeah. yeah. So we'd be heading towards there and Dragonstone rather than Winterfell, unless they they decide to do the the southwest tour of the north. But I guess I guess my point is that the the army of the dead has a significant advantage in that they are dead, <laughs> right? Uh, like be, that be, whole thing that happened north of the wall with Jon Snow and that and that group that went beyond the wall. Um, the 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 army of the dead didn't have to go across that lick to win that thing. All they had to do is sit there and not let them out, because eventually the living people will starve to death. Right. That's the point well, I'm and, trying to make. And we also saw that they could jump off cliffs. Yeah. Right? And, and land, and then they just get up and start. They people. don't feel pain. They're already dead. Yeah. So I, I I think that the army of the dead is so powerful. I just think, I, I mean, like, I understand that most likely it's not going to end with the, the army of the dead winning, but. At the same time, from from a point of what would actually happen if if this army of the dead was out there, I don't think anybody could beat him, even if he got dragons. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at a map now. We have oh, seen oh, the map. The, actually, we forgot. Don't forget that all you have to do is kill the Night King himself, and then they all die. Well, right. that's a theory. That's not that's yeah. not a hundred percent because we don't know who the real original one is. Right. Well, we're pretty uh, sure the Night King is the original one, but um, but we still don't know for sure if he dies, everybody else dies. Right. It's, well, because that's the, that's the it's the it's the whites that he makes. Mm-hmm. We don't know about the other White Walkers. Yeah. Um. So just eyeballing a map online, and we have seen the maps 
they match up. We just have never gotten an actual scale, so we can't say how long that is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think they're smart to do that. We can't say because it takes X number of days in the books, it's going to same same number of miles. Mm-hmm. But it looks like the distance. Oh, between... it's the it's the Umbers and and, and the Carstocks castles that are in trouble. That's the ones over yeah, there. Yeah, but right. looking at the looking at the map, it's a, the distance between you know, Castle Black, which is of course not Eastwatch, but it's not it, given the size of the. That's like a, a very relatively narrow neck of the part of the continent, so right. Eastwatch isn't that much further off. Right. It looks like the distance between Winterfell and King's Landing is about three. I would guess about three times as far as it is from the Wall to Winterfell. Yeah. Okay. Um, and King's Landing is about as uh, far from the. Uh, sorry. So and Winterfell looks to be about as far from the Wall as King's Landing is from Dorne. Okay. So that gives you some sense of distance. But again, the dead, as far as we know, I don't know, maybe they do stop for a while to play uh, Pinochle. Pinochle or something, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, But they don't have to stop. They don't have to rest. They now have a dragon, so right. know, well, well, they, they ahead. Technically, if they don't take the ocean, they have to go through the neck. So that's the, the, tw- the, um, uh, the, the twins, the guy that that the, that Arya killed. What's his name? Uh, the phrase. So he has to go that way, but he doesn't necessarily have to go man. through Winterfell. They can go through Carhold and the Dreadfort. Right, right, right. Arbor. Well, if he's going south, he's he, well. No, that's he doesn't have to go through. He has to go through the Dreadfort, the Carhold. You get the fingers where Littlefinger was from. The Eyrie. Um, no, but that's on, that's on the other side of the neck. That's on the other side of the neck. That's on the eastern side. No, no, no. It's the south of the neck. What's the south ne- of the neck? The, the, the fingers. Okay. No, the, the twins are in the middle of the map. The twins are, like, right by the neck. They're, they're, yeah, the, tw- the twins are basically the neck. The fingers are kind of east of the neck. No, the, right, the right. twins are the, they're not are part of the, the river. The fingers aren't part of the north. So no, that's have, right. The fingers are not part of the north. Yeah, you have to go to the neck. And to get to the so the, the right. fingers aren't even part of this. Well, it depends yeah. if they. Could, I don't know if they have a way to go overseas. That's what I said. Yeah, if they go overseas, then it's completely everything's because it's because it's a shorter hop. You yeah. can you can hop over the. Uh, so so, over so the, the question is, are 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 the and 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 here's the other thing about what I was saying about we don't really know the Night King's goal. We we don't know his 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 drive. Right. Um, is he going to go directly south? Is he going to head over to Winterfell? We don't know uh, if he goes directly south and, and hits those uh, encampments on the west or sorry, the east coast. Uh, if if a raven makes it to Winterfell, are they fool enough to go marching out after the army of the dead? Because that's not a good plan. <laughs> it's 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 going to get interesting. One way or the other. Because I, I, the army of the dead is so imposing at this point. I, I don't know. I don't know if they can be beaten. Right. Well, that's the thing. They would not have introduced the, that. Um, you know, the head vampire dying, everybody else dies with him. If that wasn't was what is most likely going to happen. I don't know, man. It's Game of Thrones. You never. I, I, I understand they they throw in a lot of uh, red herrings, but well, that, that's that's a pretty big one. Well, here's the thing. Remember, I talked about earlier the 
saying that Drogon was vulnerable as a way not to worry about the Scorpion, but to worry about the Night King killing Viserion later on. Mm-hmm. They also have a moment where they mention, when they're talking about strategy, and um, you know, saying, well, she's got the dragons, and they're more or less invulnerable, and says, yeah, but you're not, you know, with her riding on the back of the dragons, that all it takes is one well-placed arrow, and the, the war is over. Well, that kind of applies here to the Night may apply here to the Night King, because if he's riding the back of the dragon, they don't have to worry about the dragon if they can kill the Night King. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So that may or may not have been foreshadowing that. Mm-hmm. Although if that's or, or although if that comes up in a previously on Game of Thrones. Well, yeah, and and here's the thing: I'm not I'm not saying that that's not the case. That if you take out the Night King, that you win. That that could be the case. Uh, I'm I'm just saying I I'm. I've gotten to the point where I don't I don't count on understanding anything correctly anymore in this show uh, because it's taken so many twists and turns. Everything I know, every every time I think I know what's going on, it takes a left instead of a right and vice versa. Uh, so uh, if they take out the Night King, they win. If that's true, cool. Uh, but I'm just saying, get ready for a swerve on that. Yeah, no, that's that's a fair point. That's, oh, I think there's going to be a lot of um, left turns in, in this season coming up because um, there was a couple of leaked scripts. Uh, one of our listeners, Sean Fox, uh, shared them with me, and, and um, based off of how the game of Thrones has gone for the past seven seasons, even though a lot of things are surprising it's most likely that it could be possible. So I could see exactly what you're saying, Eric. Absolutely. That it- well, and, and the other thing that would be awesome is that we're all, uh, we, we're all, I think, uh, working under the assumption that this is all building the climax with the Night King. What would be, would be even kind of awesomer is if like they defeat the Night King in the first three episodes. And then we've got five episodes of dealing with Cersei. <laughs> and and it's it's possible actually, and also I, I I think that the whole game of the throne itself is a red herring because I still honestly think that the whole thing's just going to splinter into different countries. Mm-hmm. So I could see someone taking the throne and just saying fuck it and, and tossing it. Well, and there's also the fact that we now have this knowledge that was just exposed in the last episode. Um, I guess we should have thrown up a spoiler flag at some point, but I guess people should know that by now. Um, <laughs> we know from the last episode that, uh, Danny and John are, are blood. They're related, uh, and they're committing incest. She's his aunt. Um, and who knows what kind of fallout that's going to have, uh, whether they're going to be like, Oh God, we can't do that anymore. Or whether Danny's going to be like, he tricked me, burn him. Or <laughs> whether they're going to be like, meh, we're not the first. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we don't know what kind of fallout that the revelation of that knowledge is going to have. I, uh, I have a feeling that I wouldn't be surprised with what Phil says. I think that this show has been very much on Danny's side mm-hmm. in terms of her ultimate goal. 
right? Yeah, right? well, and, and quote unquote, the Targaryen should be as the true heir of the throne, and I, I don't even. Well, buy not it. so much that as they break the wheel, free the slaves, and, or maybe that's just my own well, personal bias. And to be but fair, I have a feeling seeing herself all over the place on that. Yeah, well, but I also feel well, we, and we don't really know what her, and that's so, something I liked is that. Um, Tyrion kind of challengers are on that. Okay, break the wheel, what next? Right, how much has she thought about this outside of a slogan? Um, so it really would not surprise me. The one image we have had for this series from the start has been the image of the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. It would not shock me at some point to see that throne shattered or destroyed. Right. right? And the notion of having a single king or queen uniting the kingdoms um, may go by the wayside. I also wouldn't be shocked to see this ending with, uh, you know, Jon Snow or somebody else sitting on the Iron Throne uh, and ruling over all, for good or for ill. So I could go either way. I can see very much both both possibilities. Or it um, could be that somebody ends up sitting on an Iron Throne with nothing left to rule because it's all been destroyed by the war. Right. Well, right. and, and and that's the thing is is that even even Cersei's you know we seen what she's done and her machinations and all that, but Jamie had a good point, which is no one's going to care if she's the ruler when the war's over, as long as there's peace and prosperity and 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 she's good to the generally to the people, as long as they just let her stay in power. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen this with a lot of people, whether it's uh, Nasser of Egypt or Franco of Spain or or on and on and on. These people who or or any king of of Europe for that matter, or queen of Europe, where they've been in power and they got there dirtily, you know, sim, you know, badly or any way you want to put it, and then there's been prosperity for you know three hundred years as that family rules. So it could even go is something like that too. They could have Cersei's win and then show 20 years later in the future, you know, the, as an epilogue, you know, peace and happiness. And she's, and she's passed away. No, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking how George R. R. Martin thinks based off of what we've seen in this show. I think Cersei had a prophecy that said her three children were going to die before her. And they Uh, did. (laughs) And they did. And they said that she was going to be killed by the younger brother. I think we will see Cersei die. Um, but before I get to that or further on that, I do think I, I think Danny is not going to survive the series personally. You could be right. Oh, I think Tyrion's uh, going to kill her. Well, I don't know who's who might kill her. And we and I don't know why it's going to happen. I don't know if she's going to be shot off the back of the dragon. Well, I don't know. If she's going to, we'll I don't know if she's going to sacrifice herself. I, I don't know how it's going to happen. But what I do know is that you're at a point where you have. Three characters that seem to be in love with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, oh, who? Tyrion, too, you think? George, oh, yeah, Tyrion, they, they, and John. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tyrion's totally in love with her. Oh, um, I, didn't ever and, thought, I never thought that, but okay. And she's not going with Tyrion, and she's not going with um, Jorah, and John just got icky. <laughs> uh, and, and the real problem isn't, I think most of us know this, because, you know, Look, inbreeding is a thing and has been in for centuries. Um, brother sister's always been more extra icky. Mm-hmm. But the idea of cousins marrying being taboo. Not new. Yeah. It, well, a taboo well, well, is relatively new. Well, cousin well, marrying isn't that new. Well, well here, it's, we, it's, here we go. Is, is uh, you know, the queen, uh, I mean, you know, there's rumors that, you know, King Philip and Queen Elizabeth 
or well, Prince Philip and King, Queen Elizabeth are distant cousins, right? I mean, from years. Yeah, but ago. that's but distance. We're all distant cousins. It's it's and genetically, it's not. It doesn't really make that big a difference after you get to like the second cousin. Um, and they don't know anything about genetics, really. In Westeros, if they did, they would have figured out Joffrey way before. Well, well even even World War One was that way, like with, with right. Russian so, so my point is, versus with the German leadership, they were right. Like, so my point is, I don't think people are going to look at aunt and nephew quite the same way that they look at brother sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the problem is that he is now the rightful heir, and I don't. Uh, it depends on your definition. I I don't. Well, if we're taking well, it's a patriarchal society that we're dealing with in this show. No, so. I don't. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the Targaryens aren't necessarily the rightful heirs. Well, it's, you let me finish. The, you could Phil. say it's the Baratheons. You could say no, we can't. Right. Not not if you let me finish, Phil, because by Danny's logic. Yeah, but she's right? insane. No, but Danny's logic is that she's the rightful heir because it's a Targaryen throne, and now he's the rightful Targaryen heir. And so if you want to get technical so, about it, the Baratheon stole the throne. Right, but my point is that he threatened, he poses a threat to Danny. Before, she was fine with him if he was willing to bend the knee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she's going to be willing. I wonder if she's going to be willing to bend the knee to him. No, no, she, she, she's a she's a, she's a uh, megalomaniac like most well, of the people in this, don't in this show. I, I don't know that I'm going to go there. But well, I'm, I'm not going to argue with Phil on that one. And that's part of what I was referring to when I said that she's contradicting herself all over the place, which is that she's like, "Oh, I want to break the wheel, and I, I'm breaker of chains," and uh, yeah, but then she's like. Uh, yeah, bend your knee. If you don't, you're committing treason. Uh, so I was like, well, fucking, which is it, lady? Make up your mind. (laughs) Right. Um, so I, I, like I said, I just think that the easiest way out is at some point she's not going to make it. And the fact that you have an emotion, three different characters connected to her, never underestimate the power of having three people standing over and wish and and weeping over someone's grave. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, the more popular character is amongst the other characters, the more power and, and and plot you can get out of killing them off. So I really would not surprise me to see them kill her off. And uh, I hope if they do that she at least uh, gets a impressive death, like she dies taking out the Night King or whatever. Or bursts a bud vessel on the toilet. I per- <laughs> yeah, I, I prefer that one, Mike, because I, I don't like the character that much. Yeah, I know. We don't so, so, yeah, feel I mean, like about her like everybody else in the world feels about Sansa. So... Uh. <laughs> He's not wrong. Um. Anyway, uh, what about uh, Bran? What the fuck is going on with that dude? How is he yeah. going to play in all this? He's a weird guy, man. It's just he's like the he's like Game of Thrones magic eight ball. Um. But, but what he, you, his storyline's been ridiculed for season after season after season, and he finally played a part in season seven. I would at least hope he's going to get to do a little bit more in season eight, because otherwise, man, what a if, disappointing side character. Yeah, if if his only point was to be the person to help uh, unmask who Jon Snow's mother and father is, and that's it. Then it is kind of a disappointing because. All right. Well, let me, let me throw yeah. a super speculative spoiler warning. 
um, and not my speculation. But I also want to point out that a lot of these people who made these speculations are the same kinds of people who made the speculation that, you know, the wild speculation that Jon Snow was really the bastard son, or was really the actual heir to the throne, the son of Rhaegar. Yeah. Well, and, and, and also they're the same people that said that a Tyrion and two other people are going to be, uh, Daenerys and Jon Snow are all going to be the three dragon riders and all this other And that's it. And that's the idea of the dragon riders. But one of the things people have pointed out is that he has that ability to warg, and people have thought about him warging into the dragons. Yeah, they said that too, yeah. So that may be something that we see, and that may be some, a way that he falls into this. That would be cool. And that could be cool. Um, and we always had the question, well, who would the third rider be? And a lot of people working under the assumption it would be Danny and John. Mm-hmm. But, but there's not going to be a third rider. But now there's not a third rider, but it could be Danny and John in, in a weird, not creepy way writing, writing Bran. I mean, that would certainly be, you know. But if Bran's bargain, there's really no reason to ride. Yeah, that's right. Because well, he, he, he looks be... fucking awesome. That's plenty of reason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think he'll walk in. I, I think. I think Danny would take huge exception to him warging into Drogon because Drogon's her boy. No, but yeah, I think I think Mike, they're going to warg into the other dragon. Uh, I can't remember the well, one that's can, not Viserion. Can, can he can he warg um, into Rhaegon? In, yeah, but, but can he warg into the undead dragon? Right. Well, that's that's where I was going with that. Yeah. Is maybe he'll he'll warg into the un, undead Viserion and sabotage the Night King. That would right. be cool. Okay. So I have a question. Uh, I have actually a lot of questions, but here's a question I have that I thought about this earlier. We started out the series sans dragons, right? There were no dragons. We then got to two, three dragons, full-grown mm-hmm. dragons. Now we've got two living dragons, one undead dragon. Mm-hmm. I'm going out on a limb and saying the undead dragon is probably not making it through the series. Okay. Um, I am. I am of the opinion that well, I I would not. I would be surprised if they end up with the Night King on the throne. I am definitely that. That is a long bet, right? Right. I think that is a that is a that's a bet that well, could happen. I don't want to actually think that's going to happen. I was just saying, if any show would do it, it'd do be it, this they one. would. But that means if they if if at some point if they and we assume that they're going to turn back the the forces of the dead, they're probably going to kill or destroy whatever term you want to use, Viserion. So that leaves us with two dragons. Mm-hmm. Are I think we, one of those dies. I think Drogon, we, a Drogon's the last standing dragon. So, so that's my question. Number one is: are, are we ending with? Are there going to be dragons? Are we? Are are? And if there are dragons, are is there going to be any hint of more dragons? Well, and here's the thing: all the dragons, all the dragons you were just talking about, they're all male. So, unless we get a female dragon or some more dragon eggs, these are the last dragons. Well, but that's so that's what I'm saying is and now part of that I think would have to do with if there are any plans I know there's plans for a spin off, but it's a prequel spin off. Uh set during the time of the uh like a thousand years it? earlier. Uh the Valerian Valeria. <laughs> um the, the question is going forward, will there be I mean, they could end with finding more dragon eggs, right? That'd be cool. Um so but I don't, like, I don't think like I don't think continue the world with dragons but it doesn't matter i mean the dragons are, are it does it, matter phil because dragons are fucking cool right but, <laughs> but but again dragons or no dragons 
that's not the point. The point is... No, it is the point. Dragons are awesome. That is the point. No, if I could give my point. Nope. My My point is dragons aren't the point of the story. The point of the story is what will happen to the people that no. we've been following. And so will will it be under one throne? Is will it be multiple kingdoms? Yeah, we mentioned will that's a possibility as long as there's dragons. Will there be the, the Night King just take out everybody? So I don't think the dragons are significant in the big picture except for their use with, with um uh the Targaryen family. Well but 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 significant i'm just wondering do you think they're going to have more dragons going forward will there be will there be any dragons left standing will it just be drogon will we have more dragons or drogon will be well, the last well, there's, dragon? there's going to be yeah there's going to be no more more dragons unless other eggs are found right well because that's what i'm asking do you think i don't think it matters i don't think here's a wild I think ass they theory decide left field no. hey guys matters, theory coming out of left field melisandre brings back dragon eggs but the, it doesn't matter because it's not, they're not going to hatch during season eight. And even if they do, they won't have any effect on, on, the, on the series. Well, so but not- part of it has to do with where are they going forward. For example, there's another thing. Like, are they, go, are they going to do a sequel spinoff at some point? Right. And that's why it matters. Not really, because they could just do it anyway. They could you know, start 12 years you're, in the future the point here, okay. and, and have um, someone find an egg. So, all right. So here's another one. Melis, you mentioned Melisandre. Melisandre. I, I season, see your point. I just don't think it's important. Melisandre says at one point to uh, Varys that we are both destined to die in this strange land, meaning both she and Varys are destined to die in Westeros. Right. So, and that, and that could just be an old age. Well, let me get to in the, the boringest of stories. Yes. So, so uh, I, I, you don't say that. Unless one of two things is happening. Number one, you're planning on paying it off. Or B, That's, that this is something characters that... characters fuck off and we never see them again. Or that you're planning... <laughs> or, or maybe they, 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 they were thinking when they said that about, I don't know, uh, you know, keeping them around for a potential spinoff series. So do you think we're going to see both... So do you think we're seeing Melisandre come back again? And do you think yes. we're going to see both of those characters die this season? I think we see well, both the characters return. Uh, death is could go either way. That's why. That's why I think the Night King is going to die, because he's he's going to be killed, and all the rest of the, the, them die with him, just as these two are going to die. In other words, all the the things they flash for, like Cersei's and her three children dying before her, and all that. Most of that stuff probably will happen, because why introduce it if it's not? Right. So, so I agree. I agree with you, Mike. Uh, they're both going to die in season eight, in in non old age way wise. Yeah. I'm just very curious. I I think I don't I don't know why I feel this way, but I just do. Um, I feel that Melisandre somehow, even if she's only back for one episode, is going to have some type of major contribution to the progression of the plot. I agree. I think she she's not a she's a good character. She's not a, has not been a good person. She's certainly made mistakes, and I think. Oh, she's one of the best characters in the show, no doubt. Right, yeah. But if you if you watch uh, if you watch the the one episode or one and a half episode where she comes back, um, she she clearly has regrets for the things she's done and is rethinking her actions. So there's a redemption story laid there. It's very much a background story. 
So I think she's she has to if you're gonna pay the character you forecast the character's death, uh you foreshadowed it rather, um I think it's gotta be something significant and something redemptive. It's gotta be a sacrifice after what the horrible things that she's done or allowed to happen. Yeah, well, she needs um, redemption. I I'll say this, Mike. I think her death will be a good death because she's you know, a thousand years old anyway, and she or her her world is shattered because she, her some of her beliefs were not correct. So I think well she's going to die a certain that way. But I think Varus's death is going to be more of a treacherous or a bad death because um, he's still a young person and it is he? not that young. No, he, he's he's not he's not a thousand years old. He's he's just he's our age. He's fifty. <laughs> he's fifty years old. Okay, that's 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 fine. That's a normal. Is age. he only fifty years old? You, the it's hard to tell with bald dudes. Right. It well, really is. You you know what I mean? It doesn't fucking matter. Jesus Christ. So the point is, is that he's probably going to die because again, he was threatened by Daenerys this season seven, and. Why make that big of a scene about it and then have Missandra come back or whatever her name is? Well, no, no, say, say that we're both going to die literally in the next scene after mm -hmm. he gets threatened by Daenerys. Well, and, and I don't know if it's a direct threat, but she did tell him that if, if he other had uh, doubts about her to say it to her face, um, and I think maybe that'll happen and, and it won't go well for him. <laughs> Right. So the question is, is he going to die because of some treachery that he does, or is he going to die because of some stupid misfortune that he does? In other words, is he going to die similar to Bayless because he, he just fucked up or not? Uh, I think I it's think, going to be I directly he's, related he's to his own die when he directly confronts Daenerys. That's what I think. Or he's going to do something where he sees Daenerys is insane, and he's going to betray her, and then Daenerys is going to kill yes. him. Yep. Yeah, Daenerys will be the the instigator of his death. Absolutely. I, that's my my guess too. Yeah, but I agree. His is going to be a less of a a redemptive Heroic. death. It'll be more of a of, uh, a bailless death. death. A bailless. Yeah, death. something like that. Something mm -hmm. will go badly for him, intentionally or not. I mean, he's uh, a great character, but he's a bad guy. It, it, or, or it may also be that if, um, you know, when Daenerys finds out about John, you know, if she starts going like all Captain Queeg and losing her, her cool, that could be a sign, right? Is that she mm -hmm. perceives Varys to do something as a betrayal? Or, or Varys you know, that, is going to gonna find out before her and he's going to side with him because he's going to say... because Or, or something like that. Yeah, there, I'm just saying I, I see her. I would not be shocked that she's the one that does it because of something he does. Well, exactly. and to be clear, although I like Daenerys a lot more than Phil does, I'm I'm not completely disagreeing with Phil about her her insanity. Uh, I don't I don't think it's as bad as he 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 likes to think. Uh, but at the same time, she does have the Targaryen blood in her veins, and Tyrion has pointed this out a couple of times that she has the tendency to flare up with irrational anger, just like her father, um, and her brother, and and her brother. Yeah, so I, I think that could come into play. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Yeah, because in other words, there's obviously two members of her family. There's her her brother that is Jon Snow's father, and even he was 
you could say is a rash person because, you know, he went off and married someone that he wasn't supposed to and he divorced his, his, his true original wife and all that. Mm-hmm. But generally, it appears that even if he was rash for love, he wasn't rash for violence like his father. Well, De- Daenerys and her other brother are more like her, their father, which is mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. And while Jon Snow, who's a direct descendant of the the father, isn't insane because he's more like his father and and his mother, who's a Stark. Mm-hmm. So I could see how Jon Snow it would pass over him the insanity of the Targaryen blood. Well, yeah, it's, it's also nature versus nurture, right? Uh, in that John, even though he's a bastard, was was brought up. You know, even though he was he was shunned a wee bit, um, he was still brought up in a in a environment Loving. where yeah. he was well taken care of, yeah. taught good lessons about honor and such. Yeah. Uh, whereas Daenerys was exiled mm. and sold well, off to the Horse King. And we're, um, we're we're forgetting an important thing, Eric, which is the Meister of the Black Watch was a Targaryen who took the the oath at the Wall. Mm-hmm. Not because of any bad thing or losing a battle and he had was forced to go. He did it because he didn't want to become king uh-huh. because he was next in line. And I think he already knew the Targaryens and their reputation and their sanity were bad. Right. And I think John is more like that Targaryen than the one that takes power. Probably, yeah. So yeah, Rangar, Rangar see, I, I think I think at this point a lot of Daenerys's story um, is is about her internal struggle uh, with those demons that are that are inside her. Her natural tendency to have a fiery temper um, and to want to do things like going and burning the Red Keep down uh, versus her logical nature of knowing that things like slavery are wrong and wanting to eliminate it. Um, I think that's really the the crux of her her character, right? Well, and and the question is, is her acts of what of logic, as you call it, Eric, more for uh, more because she believes them, or more for a step steps to get even more power? In other words, by freeing the slaves, she immediately grants gets a, a, a large group of people who will follow her because she's their savior. And she becomes like a goddess in a sense, because we see that controversial scene in one of the mm-hmm. episodes where, mm-hmm. you know, she does the crowd surfing the and all that. Savior, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so I don't know if she's a true believer more, more. I mean, she could have some beliefs in quote unquote, this law, lo- this logic or this good, but it's also a ways to gain power. I, I think she's uh, as someone who's more sympathetic to the character than 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 you are, Phil. But than everybody is, um, I think she believes it. I think she's deeply conflicted between different instincts, and I think the fact is that she. We have to remember, and she brought that up last year. She was sold into slavery, into into servitude. She was raped. Um, she's had that even when she was the Khaleesi, right? She was trying to spare the women from being raped. Um. And stop the the Dothraki from you know doing what the Dothraki tend to do. So I think that is that is a part of her. I think she has two very different 
and natural impulses, and one is a well, yeah, passionate she, side, and she one did is that she agree that the, the iron people had to stop raping and pillaging as well, right? She demanded that. Right. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to pe- see people in servitude. No, admittedly, that then leads to her coming up with policies like, we're not going to take any prisoners. We're going to murder everybody that, that surrenders <laughs> on that. <laughs> right. right. So, you know, that, uh, so, yeah, so it's, it's these two competing impulses. I think that they're both there. I think, though, unlike Cersei, she's trying <laughs> right. to not be a crazy bitch. Um, and, and that's, that's the Cersei's difference. Just um, you know what? See that? Yeah, technically, you're right. But if you look at the big picture, even Cersei's, all she's doing is consolidating her power against her, away from her enemies. And once like they're eliminated, take, I don't think she would be doing it. I like how you further. take Cersei murdering people and put a good spin on it, and Danny trying to free slaves and putting no, a, a sinister my, spin on it. That's, that's where you're wrong, dude. <laughs> they're, they're one and the same. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I think, I think Cersei is, I think the difference is Danny is fighting her nature and Cersei is totally leaning into it. I'm not saying that they both won't, that, that Cersei, that Danny won't succumb to it. I totally see that possibility. I'm not entirely sure which way they're going to go. Well, I have and, a feeling they're going to, they're going to have her go the bad way. And that's where I think you're not looking forward ahead enough. I think Cersei's into her nature, but once she gains power... As Jamie said, there's not going to be any issues. While I think Daenerys is the one that's looking like the f- savior and the and and the freer and all that, yeah. but Cersei she's really the the really really the when she gets power, she's going to be Mao Zedong. No, no, when Cer- Cer- no, Cersei, I, I think no, so. I think so. No, the problem is when you have a position like that. If you're queen of the world, you will always always have enemies. Cersei will never run out of enemies. There will always be more enemies to kill. Yeah. And and, and the same thing if that, Danny takes the throne. That's right. Danny is going to take the throne and, and pull a Joe Stalin and execute everybody. Well, the problem is is she going is again that internal conflict, the or inconsistency, right? The I don't think there is a conflict. I think she's just pure evil. No, and no. It, and and it's just it's just, do, it's though, just but we're, it's we're just the same people Tyrion, we're talking now. Tyrion is preventing the evil. If he no. disappeared, she goes nuts and she kills everyone. No, but see, see, this is why, Phil, you have to stop fast-forwarding through her story arc. Because <laughs> uh, I, I didn't the first time. I, I saw the yeah, whole And the second time, you're, 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 you're just focusing on way too many things, ignoring way too many other things. She, she can't both be the queen of the Seven Realms and break the wheel. Right, but, but she's a murderer. Therefore, she's bad. So is everybody Cersei. in this. I am agreeing with murderer. I'm agreeing with Tyrion is a murderer. Everybody on the show, except maybe Sam and Gilly and Baby Sam, are murderers. <laughs> maybe I'm not I'm, even so sure about Gilly. Right, but but even certain people, such as Jon Snow, and 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 Sansa, I would not consider true murders, or even. Davos, for that matter. Oh, yeah. But, tying a guy up and feeding him to dog isn't murder. It's, it's a rapist, dude. Well, he tied him matter, up. It's still murder. That's, not, that's not a murder. She, she, she passed judgment. Just because it's a and, and, revenge and, murder doesn't mean it's not a murder. It's not a, it's not a revenge murder. It's passing. It's, All right, 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 right,
Eric, judgment. Eric, 2011, we started this podcast. And he's still wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's no. fine. But he's not going to admit it. Uh, you are not technically a murderer if you kill someone in war or you, you perform the death penalty on a criminal. That's not murder. And and that was if that's murder, things. then every soldier it wasn't either and every police officer was not done in the court of law and it was not done in war. Uh, that's that's technically uh, debatable. No, and, and, and no, it was blowing also, up the sept. Um, but and, and one man's terrorist, anyway, another man's freedom fighter. Moving on right, from so Phil's wrong us. All right, so here's okay. So let me let me let me throw a few things out there because we've got it's eight episodes this season. Yes. Okay. All right. Just, do you have a feeling, give me an episode number, the Clink Game Bowl. When is the Clink Game Bowl going to be? Episode five. Um, I, I'm thinking it's not going to happen. Not I at think, all. Okay. Well, I think, yeah, I, I think one of them is going to die fighting the, the Night King before. They set it up, man. Well, they did set it up, yeah. Yeah, but, but they also set up Arya wanting to murder half the people in Westeros, and she's only gotten two of them off her list, so. Well, she, well more than two. She Who pretty much took out entire House Frey last season. Well, Walder Frey was on her list. The entire House of Frey wasn't on her list. It was just Walder Frey was on her list, and... and uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, much, she's taken out more than two and, and And the pedophile was on her list, whatever his name was. Uh-huh. Uh, his name is, uh, blank, is escaping me at the moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. right. The, um, the head, the head go, of the guards, the, the king's guard. I, I think I'm going to go with... I think I'm, I'm going to go with seven. Myself. Really? That late? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm going that late, because this brings up... The, which do you think will happen first? The, the, the battle... Between the forces, the 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 Danny and John forces with Cersei, or the battle with the forces of Westeros with the Night King. Night King. Oh yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, because I think they have Cersei's plan is to stand back and yeah. let the Night King take out all their forces and then deal with it later. And, yes, and that's and that's why I think that it's going to happen that late because I think we have to have the yep. war with the Night King first. And then the last episode or two episodes is going to be the battle for you know King's Landing or the the the, the battle for the throne, or or, or the Night that, King or the Night King makes it to King's Landing, and, and that's and, and that's when the Clegane happens. That, that's that's me. The real question is how long are they going to take? Are they going to extend the battle with the Army of the Dead? Because that could that's a wide range of possibilities. It could be. Uh, one or two episodes. It could be five episodes. It could be the whole season. Uh, the reason I said episode five is because I'm going to give them uh, three season, three episodes to deal with the army of the dead, and that will get resolved. And then another episode to set up the conflict with Cersei, uh, and then we'll have a couple episodes of conflict with Cersei, and then the last episode to wrap everything up. I think it's all going to happen together because I think. The Night King is going to make it to King's Landing. That'd be interesting. All right. I, I I hope you're right because that would be that would be fun to see. All right. We we ended the season. Well, we actually ended the season with the wall falling down. But we before that we ended the season with finding out that um that John was the rightful heir to the yeah, well it depends on your definition of from, well right. whatever um <laughs> stop stop debating it. Uh, when do you think? John finds out who he really is. Is that 
a first episode back where it's obviously not going to be the last episode. It's not like Brand's going to sit on that. It, it, it really depends it on when the, it gets to Win- Winterfell. Yeah, it can't be later than the first episode. Okay, so that's so so <laughs> are, so we're agreement. It's like right away. Yeah, yeah it might be you know. the first thing that happens. Yeah. Um, or, or maybe like, or maybe that's how they go out on the first episode. Yeah, that's it could be the, yeah, it yeah. could be the very end of the first episode where he gets back to Winterfell and then Bran and Sam tell him. All right, um, and he's gonna be all googly eyed, and then they get to Winterfell, and he's like, "Oh uh, yeah, by the way, you're fucking your aunt." Oh, no, no, and then she's <laughs> gonna say, "I must kill him because he's gonna steal the throne from me." Uh, maybe. I'm not gonna discount that possibility. Um, what about the guy with the, the flaming sword? What's his point? Isn't he dead? No, he oh. survived. The guy that was bringing yeah, the back died. Okay. Yeah, because he's in the trailer. I know, I know Tormund survived. I didn't know it, that he survived. He's in the trailer, too, yeah. It, it, okay. his, his, his point was to get the hound to the north and make him see the flames. But why? I, I don't know. Um, we'll find out. I don't know. What about, um, all right. Uh, When's the Griffin Lady Stoneheart showing up? Never. All right. Here. Okay. Brienne. Brienne. Does she end up with Tormund? With Jamie? With Podrick? Does she end up going she, off on her know, own adventure I, with Arya? I know how she's going. She's going with Jamie. I. Jamie I and I'm not, guess that yeah. I eventually guess that she and Jamie hook up, but that Jamie dies before the end of the series. I think they're both going to die. They may That's die possible. together. They may die together. It's possible. I'd like to see Brienne survive. Okay, but now, I, I'm, I'm saying, almost positive D- Jamie's not going to make it to the end of the series. Yeah, oh. I, I, I agree. Um, right. I, I just he has he has all the feeling to me of a tragic character. I would love it for him to survive uh, to be off with Brienne, uh, but then I don't know poor Tormund. I don't know who he's going to lust after. Um, <laughs> well, that big giant baby. <laughs> All right, here, here's some characters that I put posted this on the the Facebook page. There are I, I wrote a list of all the characters that right, are on Game that. of Thrones that, to the best of my knowledge, are still alive. Um, that are secondary characters, and well, all the characters, and I, I yeah. picked out ones that we have not seen in a while, right? Or had only smi- like minor bits. I'm wondering if you think we're going to see any of these again. Like for example, Melisandre. I think we all agree we're going to see come back. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, she only had a little, little tiny bit, almost a cameo in the the, the seventh season. Yep. Um, all right, so uh, let's go with. Uh, um, well, there was Mira Reed, the uh, Brand's guide, who just kind of walked yep. off early last season. Will we see her again? Nope. Uh, it depends on if they have a battle at her homeland, because her tower may be in the in the way as the Night King heads down south. Yeah, I kind of see her as someone. I'm I'm going to agree with Phil here. I see her as someone who's going to be there just so we can see the Night King roll over somebody. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Right, that's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, oh, Edmure, she's her. Yeah, Edmure yeah, Tully. That's, that's uh, Joran Reed, right? We're still waiting to see yep. him. Um, How about Edmure Tully? That was the uh, remember the guy who couldn't hit the the boat to to set oh, yeah, on yeah. the <laughs> boat to set on fire. Yeah. And he was. We last saw him. He was captured by the phrase and forced to marry his daughter, mm-hmm. and then was captured again by Jamie Lannister. Mm-hmm. And we, nobody's mentioned him ever since. No, I don't. Uh, no, no. I thought. I thought he was in the dungeons of of the the phrase after he married Frey. Just and then the there was the episode where with the Blackfish, where Jamie mm-hmm. was storming the castle and he had to get right, him right, in, right. and they drag him out. Oh, I so, thought he gave him back to the phrase. 
Oh, he may be, but the question is, are we going to see him again? That's a good question. Uh, yes, I, I think we will see him um, somewhere as a either get rolled over by the Night King if he gets that far yeah. south, or he will be one of the, the peacemakers at the end, I think. That would be so lame. Um, so, Eric? If we see him again, I, it'll be quickly so they can kill him off. Really? I don't think. I think I think everyone forgot about him, and he's not a character people care to bring back. Okay. Um, all right. I, I think because of his heritage, he's important enough that they at least have to kill him off. Well, I, and I thought the, the the wedding scene was so funny because you know they thought it was, she was going to be ugly, and then she's gorgeous, and yeah. it was kind of humorous. So I thought that that was enough that people would remember him when he comes. But if they did bring him back, all it, right. was, it was a funny scene. Okay, how about the man that deserves the Iron Throne hot, throne hot Pie? Uh, was his cameo in Season 7, was that his finale, or are we going to accept Yeah, um, we're not, we're not going to see Hot Pie. I think they will have him as a, as a fun cameo, as a wink and a nod to us, but I don't think he has any importance otherwise. Yeah, I think he might be like the very final episode... I wouldn't be surprised, like if, like just a quick cameo of like showing the aftermath of whatever happens. He and Arya get married. Or, right. Well, that would be. I would. That or, would be or great. If, or if there's everything that's happy at the end, uh, we could see him being the the the, the caterer. Okay. <laughs> How about? Uh, yeah, there you go. How about uh, the Lord Commander of the Night Watch, Ed uh, Edison Tollett, right? The guy that we'll, we'll definitely see start? him again, but he might die in battle. Now, who's this guy? Ed, the, the the John Secondman commanded the Night Watch that actually is now the Lord Commander. Oh of the Night yeah, Watch. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we're definitely seeing him. He's he's in the the trailer. All right, so we all oh we are okay. So we all agree he's coming back. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the he's, he's in I the haven't trailer. watched the trailer because I'm stronger he, than Phil. He's, he's somebody, in, somebody betrayed his belief. Uh, no, I, I never watched the trailer. This is I I read an article that went screen by screen, <laughs> shot by shot. And, and that's even worse. And the scene there's a scene with him, um, the Giants. Spain or whatever that wildling guy is. I just watched the trailer for and, a reason. And the sword. Right, 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 right. All right, how about, uh, this one's out there a little bit. Solid or Sand? That was uh, Davos's pirate friend. I don't think we'll see him. He was, he was in three seasons. He was in like, he was a handful of episodes. The black guy, the black guy. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah, I don't yeah, think he's Okay, he's not coming back. All right. Um, make the bad man fly! Robert Aaron. Robert I Aaron. think we got to see him at least once more. Yeah, and I don't think it's that important because his true his hand is is the guy that is with Sansa now. So technically, we don't really need to see him again. All right. Uh, so we got one yes, one no. Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking that after Littlefinger died, that whole subplot was done. I don't think anyone's really that interested in him because he wasn't the right, character. Because, right, so I think we're not. Because his whole army is with Sansa now. Uh, yeah, remember so, Bailey's cried to him. He goes, "Take me back to to you know that land." And the guy says, "I'm sorry, we can't do that." All right, how about Jackon Hagar or no one? Uh we might see him again. Um, maybe, but I don't. I'm gonna say most likely not. But it would be cool. Maybe to he see him. kills Arya. Ooh, that would go. Yeah, because she's she. She betrayed the, the House of Black yeah. and White. Yeah. yeah, it it feels to me like his his that whole storyline is shuttled aside, so I think not. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me either to see him back. All right, how about Illyria Sands, right? The mother of the Sand Snakes who's rotting in a prison? I don't um, see... I, she, no, we won't be seeing her again. We won't even see, like, I, I think the, what, what's left of her. All those people in the dungeon and, uh, that Cersei's got locked up, I don't know if we're ever going to see, you know, like, what happened to the Sept? 
right? Uh, or or what? What do you call it? The lady, the the nun lady that she's the uh, she she repeatedly shame. raped by the mountain. Shame. Yeah, is she yeah. still down there? Who fucking yeah, knows? Yeah, but she at least I don't. I, but I never saw her as that major character. But yeah, I guess you could ask ask about her too. There are a um, lot of people in that dungeon right now. <laughs> right. Well, the most prominent of which would be Yara Greyjoy, right. who we have not yep. seen. So are we going to see Yara Greyjoy back? Um, yes. I don't know if she's in that dungeon, but she may be with Yaron, but I, yeah, I'm most certainly she's Or wherever back. she, we haven't they seen would, her They would have not set up that Theon storyline at the end of season seven right. if, if they weren't going to bring her back. Right. And uh, the last one is uh, is is Danny's other paramour, uh, Dario Nagaris, or whatever his name oh, was. Oh, no, the, we're never seeing that. I don't, I don't see Yeah, they've, they've let, that's everybody from Essos is, God, he, we're not just going to see him sitting there waiting by the phone, like at the end of everything, waiting for her to call. <laughs> that would be funny if that was like the last shot of the show. It's just him sitting on the throne over there drumming his fingers. <laughs> right. Well, kind of like the cab driver in airplane, just waiting for him to come back and pay the bill. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. Okay. So I think we, we agree he's not he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Uh, Bron Castle, no castle. Castle. Oh, oh, oh no, not necessarily. No, he could die. die if. If he dies, no. But if he survives, he'll get the castle. Does he? Did he go with Jamie, or is he still? We with don't. That's we don't a great know. Question: Where is he? We don't know. Because Cersei has the gold. She's paid off her. Last debts. time we saw him, he grabbed Podrick and went off for a drink. Right. Right. So we have so no. Who idea. knows? Yeah, yeah. We don't know. Well, that's the thing, right? The, the whole episode ended with Jamie heading north, but it didn't show any of the other crew leaving. Yeah, he was by himself. Does so, Bron even know that Jamie left? He might I mean, be jo- I mean, hanging George out Snow. King's Landing looking for Jamie, going, where's my castle? Where's my castle? And meanwhile, Jamie yeah. fucked off up north. Yeah, yeah, because they didn't even have the scene where Bron and him said goodbye or anything. Right. So who, who knows? Yeah. No one okay. knows. Now, now, I know Phil will take issue with this, but if, if Cersei dies, as as perhaps was prophesied, yep. who kills her? Uh, oh, oh, I'm gonna go with Jamie. Uh yeah, that's a good question. Um, damn. I would love for it to be Arya, but I don't think it's gonna be. Yeah, well, because she's not the little gonna... brother, and they already pulled the well, it could mean prince or princess, right? They already pulled that shit, right? Right. And and th- that was Maggie the Frog was talking to Cersei in in plain English. Oh, whatever. I know he's gonna kill her. The, the the Night King. No, it's gotta be the younger. It was the little brother, right? You're putting oh, a lot of oh, oh, then, oh, then, then it's Tyrion. Yeah, it's gonna be Tyrion or Jamie. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Well, but uh, doesn't John also count as younger brother? Oh no, no he's not. Oh, he's, he's not. He's not. A, he's not a Lannister. No, he's not. Well, but it doesn't say her younger oh, brother. Oh, you're right. Brother. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, he is a younger brother because isn't there the Sand Snakes are rela- are related to another Tyrion? Tyrion, uh, John's father. Non adoptive father. Mm. Well, uh, her first wife was related to the Sand Snakes from Dawn. All right. So what about? So technically, there, he has half siblings with with the. Oh no, that's right. They were all good killed. job, Mike. Now you got them going. <laughs> Actually, they were all killed. Do you remember? You remember? That's why Oberyn or whatever his name is went nuts because it was his sister uh-huh. that was John's father's. Tortured. First, yeah, so they're all dead. So yeah, but he's right, still well, a younger brother, though. It, it, I have to. Do we agree with? Does uh, Theon have a redemptive moment in the series? I'm sure he does, but he doesn't deserve it. 
That's the point of redemption, Phil. None of us deserve it. Um, All right, Garan dies. That would be cool. Um, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I hope his fleet goes up in flames under Drogon. And and why is that exactly? Because he's a piss boy. Um. Well, he'll die just because he's a villain. But um, maybe he'll end up on the Iron Throne. (laughs) That would be awful. That would be cool. I would go with that. I would go with that. Well, I don't want that dude in charge of anything. He's such a prick. How about? Well, I mean, the most appropriate, I guess, would be Theon to be the one that kills him because he cowered from him last time we saw him. But how awesome! Outmatched. I don't think that's going to happen. How awesome would it be? For him, at some point, to try to claim his marriage rights with with Cersei. <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking. Cersei's was probably just going to kill him once she's done yeah. done with the war, right? Yeah, because she only murders the people who are her enemies in war. Um, yeah, but it wouldn't surprise me if she murders him too. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody else? Who who else are like that are that like are Jews that are like little people that? Um, don't talk about oh. turning that way. Yeah. You mean a lesser uh, known characters, yeah. Uh, the ha- is the hound making it? Nah. Oh. I, I think, think so. I think Clegane Bowl will result in the death of both brothers. Yeah, I agree. If there is a Clegane There will be. Okay. Does Arya get to kill anybody else on her list? Uh, uh-huh. who's on her list? I don't even know who's on her list. Yeah, I'd have to revisit the list. I mean, Cersei's the, mount, the hound, the mount, but she yeah. took the hound off. She's Cersei. not going to kill either of those. No, she won't get near Cersei. Yeah. So, what if she say? What if she kills the mountain to save the hound in Clegane Bowl? That would be cool, but I also think the hound would be pissed about it. Actually, she that could. was. T- t- Actually, that would make me like it even more because that would be such a <laughs> such a hound thing. Oh, oh, oh no, I got it, I got it. I, I know how, she's going to kill Cersei's. She's going to get to Cersei's because she's going to kill Quaymer or whatever his name Quiburn. is, Quaiburn, okay. and take his face, his face. And then interesting, she'll get, interesting. Yeah, that that's what's going to happen. There you okay, go. okay, yeah. all right. Cersei. Okay, how about this one? And then and then Euron is going to get the throne because he's married to her. <laughs> oh, Go ahead, say it, Eric. Say it! Piss boy. Fuck piss boy! Yeah. So, um, Cersei's offspring. Is it a real baby? Yes, I think. Is it, is it going to be born? Is it going to be stillborn? Hmm. Is it going to be a possible future Quiburn experiment? Oh, well, it, it depends awful. on how long the season is, right? Is, is the season going to be more than nine months? Take well, or is it going to be, a be, be like what we left? Well, let's say that she's three months. All right, so, sounds about fair. So she has six months. So the question is, will the whole series of the Night King and all that happen in in? more than longer than six months uh, yeah i don't know I, it's that's another thing it's time is another thing that you don't know about just like distance in the show mm-hmm. so that's a good question mike i don't know I, I i it depends on if they need to expedite the script a little and have her pop it out it's possible she I, just I think well it's a real baby because uh i don't see the purpose of her um 
Well, this is this is another thing I want to say, Eric, related to her baby, is that they wouldn't have set up the line where Jon Snow says, how do you know that you can't get pregnant? It doesn't sound like the source that told you is a, is a good source to listen to. So I bet you Daenerys would be pregnant by Jon Snow because we see them getting, you know, bopping. And, boinking, Phil. Boinking. Boinking. And <laughs> so I think... If Mike's claim of a Targaryen has the right to the throne, which I don't necessarily agree, because bloodlines shouldn't determine that. But if that's the case, and for whatever reason people want to go back to the prior king before the Baratheons, then I think Snow and Daenerys will be croaked by the Night King, and the baby will be whisked off and will be the rightful ruler of Westeros. Hmm. And I throne maybe i don't hmm. see how because she's not the rightful ruler on the iron throne that's a total usurpation no no um, but you see what i'm saying if john snow is the rightful ruler of the yeah his oh baby, you're saying cersei's baby no i'm saying that's right you're saying danny's baby i'm sorry danny's you're talking about cersei's baby yeah, yeah, yeah. okay okay yeah, i think that's a hop skip and a jump to danny being pregnant i don't know if that's a well thing. the reason i'm saying it is because why would they have that line where where John knows how do you know you you're infertile basically, and he goes, well, the witch told me to go, the witch that killed your husband. I don't think that's a good source to be listening to. He sure was probably lying to you. Yeah, I think they were keeping their options open there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It could go a couple of ways. I, I can't. There's so much that's got to happen this season. I can't see how they can work another baby into it. Well, if they if they're if they're working Cersei's baby and and she's would be only three months ahead of. Daenerys, you see what I'm saying? Well, you know, here's the no, thing. I, I, I understand the idea is intriguing. I just don't think there's room for it. I, they got too much, too much other story to get through. Well, there, there, well, there is a possibility that I'm just thinking of this now that there could be the the fight with the dead, then the fight for the throne against Cersei. And then the fight for the throne among those who are the victors Cersei. against Cersei, right? Between well, John, maybe, and maybe, and and that might be something that they could do a well, like a well, fast forward, right? Several years later, or they, you know, they don't have kind of lame. Well, th- th- this is what I think is going to well, happen. Well, depends on how they do it. Th- this is another. Well, I think how they would do it is that Ty- Tyrion will survive, and Sansa will survive, and they will bring up the kids not as husband and wife but they know they have these bath these these child i mean parentless children and they're the ones that will be the caretakers is the word you're looking for orphans right they're going to be the caretakers of these children and in other words you know like like wardens of of the kingdom until they they get to where they are you see what i'm saying and, oh, and Davos, too. Davos, well, too. So it'll be Davos. That's quite Sansa. the story you've spun. I don't think it's going to happen that way. Will, will Tyrion ever manage to consummate his marriage to Sansa? No. I don't know, because he even said he, he didn't want it. He was a fox. A fox. Well, he, he could have done it. He chose not to. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, it's, it's, well, actually, it's the thing. Like, I, I, will, 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 will Tyrion get a happy ending? Well, that's, I, it depends. No. I think. You know, it, it could go anyway, but I'm th- I'm gonna stick with this story where he's gonna he Sansa and maybe one or two other characters will be the wardens of the kingdom for the rightful heir, which will be babies. 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, I could see him ending up as the hand of whatever the new king is, but he he he's like Jamie to me. Feels like tragic character, and we would I would love for him to be uh, getting a happy ending somehow. You know, I think he'll have a bittersweet ending. Like he'll finally end up, you know, the hand of the king on the Iron Throne or whoever's on the Iron Throne. Uh, but Danny, it'll will be, be like Kyburn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It won't be Danny. Danny will be dead, and he'll be heartbroken over that, and not really into what he's doing anymore. I'm telling you, all the characters are red herrings. It's going to be the babies, and 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 he and he's going to be the warden, and the one we know, and the one you made Sam. up in your head, and then he'll be <laughs> little happy, Sam, and then he'll be a happy ending for there's this for show can't have a happy ending no it, it's a bittersweet because all the characters die uh-huh. and, and, and it's the next generation uh, from those characters that game was, of thrones uh, the next generation exactly. well, no i could find a happy ending with putting danny in the corner because i don't know how she would factor into it because it would depend on how they play it out with I could see them doing a happy, satisfy the audience ending with uh, John on the throne, uh, Tyrion in control of Casterly Rock, uh, mm. Sam as the hand of the king, married to yeah. whatever, oh, and Sansa, Sansa as, as the lady of, of the north, north. Yeah. Arya maybe as the as the being in charge of the whatever the, the White Cloaks, or or Arya going off on an adventure with Brienne across Essos or something like that. I would totally sign up for an Arya Brienne show. Yeah, I'd and be on board with that. and no, uh, no, 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 she'll go off with the Hound again. And or that also be make, make it a threesome. And <laughs> and uh, Podrick can be put can be given control over Baelish's brothels. Um, you know, no, no, no. Could, I, I think Podrick will be like Sir Guy Wayne, where you know this incompetent fool that yeah. becomes a knight, but then is becomes good. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I, 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 I could see him becoming a knight at some point. Um, oh, he's pretty close like, now. He how just about he just can't kick Brienne's ass because she's how a about um, the Baratheon bastard Gendry. Gendry, yeah, he's the oh, rightful he's heir to the place somewhere. I don't know I, how. Though. I think I think oh, he has a. Oh. He'll be the head of uh, the Stormlands because that's where he's from originally. The Baratheons. He'll take over that ki- kingdom. I mm. think he's going to represent Westeros uh, in the Olympic uh, Olympic rowing team. That's what I think. <laughs> he's there you go. There you go. Uh, but yeah, if he survives, he would be the rightful heir of Storm's End. So you think um, that's where we're going, Phil? Is that the, there's not going to be the Iron Throne ruling all over seven kingdoms? They're going to split it back out. It, well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, or yeah, I, I would necessarily disagree with that. Yeah, I, I could see again. This is one of those things where it they can go either way. It depends on on what they how what how they feel like they want to sell it to the audience. How about uh, Davos? Um, I think he will be the hand of the king. Which king? Jon Snow, <laughs> if okay. he survives, or or Jon Snow's bastard. <laughs> oh, not bastard, uh, uh, orphan. Jon Snow's orphan. What? I, oh, well, as the king. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. Meant I he don't, was going to be somehow become Jon Snow's yeah. orphan. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I am my own grandpa. It's going to be an adopt. You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't think. I don't think he's making it, and I. I don't know that. I don't know that Jorah is making it. Right. Jorah will die an honorable death. Or, or Jorah will get to become the rightful heir of Bear Island. After all, if Lady Mormont. No, yeah, it's Liana. Liana's totally got that. 
<laughs> she's in the bag. Yeah, but she may she may give it back to the rightful heir of Bear Island. I think the last thing we see is Jon Snow sitting down, proclaimed king of all of Westeros, king and of as he ashes. sits and as he sits down on the Iron Throne, you just hear uh, the the sound of metal wishing through the air. His head falls off, and the Animormons uh, standing there with a sword and saying, <laughs> "Mine now." <laughs> All right, guys, we got to wrap this up. But I just was scrolling through Facebook and I came across something, a meme uh, that I think is appropriate, even though it wasn't posted in regards to Game of Thrones. It just says, quote, my therapist told me to write letters to people (laughs) you hate and then burn them. Did that. But now I don't know what to do with the letters. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Meaning the ashes? Meaning meaning that she wrote the letters and burned the people. Bad grammar. Oh! That's terrible. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> All right. That, that sounds like Cersei's. Yeah, right. <laughs> or, or, or Daenerys. Yeah. Or Danny. That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Let's get out of here. Oh, no, yeah, I want this, a cage match fun. between Cersei's and Danny. That's what <laughs> uh, yeah, it wouldn't be. That would be interesting. Um, I'd, like to see, I'd like to see Nymeria one last time, too. What's that? uh, that's uh, wolf. Oh yeah, sure. Ghost is going to be there at some point because they they don't have to save that money anymore. Um, did we even see Ghost last season? And I no. don't think so. No, we did not. <laughs> just running in the forest. <laughs> well, they they did did the other his brother. Well, the actual dog that played Ghost died. Right. Yeah, and, and, and plus, you know, they they only have so much money for the for the wolves, and they and they already showed, you know, Arya's wolf. So they said, all right, we have no more money for the wolves, mm-hmm. and so they, they a kind of, lot of money for dragons. Yeah, well, so that was that somebody was wrote joke. a song about uh, John missing ghost. Well, that that's the, been the joke of the whole series, and they had even admitted it. The, the showrunners that that's why you don't see the the wolves as much is because it's too expensive. Yeah, yeah, it's like we were and, and, and the they never quite got it right either. They, yeah. they admit that the, yeah. the, the, yeah. the dire wolves never quite look on point. That's true, yeah. So All right, any other final thoughts? This is going to be awesome. I can't wait to see what happens and well, I, I guess I can't wait for it to be over. Well, I guess that's the ultimate question. Will they stick the landing? Whether you get that, what you want or question. not. We've had Will a whole bunch of really popular series get uh, people all mad at the end, like Lost and Dexter. Uh, and so Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Well, it, it it depends on on your definition of angry. If angry because your character dies, that's different than angry because the show sucked. Right. Yeah. No, these we're, we're, we're talking about people thought the show sucked because they gave. Right. We're not talking about being unhappy because. You know, somebody, I don't know who would, but somebody wanted hot buy on the iron throw and they didn't get it. We're talking about, you know, that they failed to tell a good and satisfying story, even if it ended in a matter different than the way you either wanted or predicted. The Many people is, were, is that this has been going on long enough and they've had much of the same team on board for the whole thing. I think it would be really hard for them to truly fuck this up. I agree. And I, th- okay. I think a lot of. The issues people had with season seven, which I think it was worth the sacrifice because I still think 
Well, it was, it was awesome when I binge watched it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's and it's only when you kind of st- when you're in the moment, it's fine. It's when you stop and say, "Wait a minute, how did you get that far?" That if you overthink it, yeah, there, there's issues with the time, but there's always been issues with time in Game of Thrones, oh, and it's uh, how much time has passed. Billish, Billish was was like warp speed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I get that, but I think they rushed a lot of things last season to put things in place. And I think I said that even when we did the last season. And, and yet, yeah. to put and it in yet, place for this season. And, and so, and it, yet, when you binge watch it, I didn't notice it as a problem at all. Right, and neither do I. I think it's, and we overanalyze. We, we when, and we're probably right. probably going to be a lot of. I enjoy just watching it, opposed right. to like stopping and thinking about it to podcast. But even so, I think because we're down, right? This is the we, you know, eight years ago we were given a bucket of popcorn. And now we're down to the bottom of the bucket, and so we're we're now we're, we can't just throw in handfuls and take it. We're, I think people are going to try to savor every episode, but that also means I think people are going to dwell on every episode, whether they're doing a podcast or not, and they may be a little overly critical over whether it's the best oh. piece of popcorn they've ever had. Oh, there's going to be a lot of trolls, Mike, because people oh, are yeah. go uproar when if if you know. Uh, uh, Giants, Bane dies, or Brian. I'm going to try and stay or, offline as much as possible know. during the season because I just get so tired of the online arguments. Yeah. It's a cesspool of hate. And just the memorama. It's just. Yeah, and I, 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 I really am. I really am just so conflicted because I really want Brienne to be happy, but I really want Tormund to be happy. So yeah, yeah, Tormund Giants. Yeah, that's the same. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's there the was thing. A, there was that one great line in the in the walk and talk, uh, in uh, I think it was episode six of season seven, uh, when Tormund is talking to to the Hound, uh, and he realizes that he's he's met Brienne, and he's oh, that like, was awesome. You know her, and he's like, yeah, looks like a man has an expression on her face like she's gonna vomit. You have met her. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, and, and then he goes. So you're. He, he goes. She's my girlfriend. And he goes. Oh, you're with her? Well, not really. Not really. Well, the the one I liked from that was when Gendry was whining and about the red <laughs> that was woman. Funny too. And he's like, this guy happened six times. You don't hear him bitching about it. <laughs> she no. She tied me down. She tore my clothes off. Sounds good so far. <laughs> I still have to say the best. Was in season seven the opening where where Braun and Jamie are talking about the cockless men? <laughs> that was the best. He goes, well, your brother's uh, with them. He goes, well, he was always uh, uh, there to help the the downtrodden. <laughs> uh, so, so, so do we think that uh, Theon's going to join the Unsullied? No. Oh no no no. <laughs> he doesn't have a friend. Oh, and then he goes, he goes, he goes uh, why would you want money for a woman? But if you don't have any cocks. You know, not, you know, <laughs> right, what do you do? Right. There's no reason to live or whatever. It was just the, the whole scene was great. <laughs> best. <laughs> Brian and Jamie are the best. Uh, All right. Let's end on that note. Okay. So uh, thanks for listening to our episode of You Know Nothing, John Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. Uh, the next episode will be a review of episode one of season eight. Eight. That's the right. final season. That's right. So uh, email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com, and we will uh, read your email on the episode and give us your thoughts and your feelings and what you think will happen. And uh, we are very curious. Uh, so that's darkdiscussions at AOL.com. And join our discussion on Facebook at Dark Discussion Podcast if you can tolerate the cesspool of hate that social media is. <laughs> social media is what you make of it.
No, no, it's what other people make of it. That's the problem. Oh, boy. You can scroll yeah. past them. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. My um, all right, so uh, I guess with that, Eric, uh, why don't you lead us out? All right. Thanks to tune in to listen to us ruminate about Game of Thrones so far. Uh, come back. Once season eight starts, we'll be talking about it.